back to Cinema Cult. I'm Chris. I'm Matt. And I'm Honto. In this episode, we're going to cover all of our favorite movies from 2018. We have our top 10 ready to go. We also have some disappointments we're going to discuss, and we're going to talk about the things we're looking forward to in 2019. I don't want to waste any time. I want to get right into our top 10. Number one. <laughs> uh, was that a laugh? <laughs> uh, number 10, I picked Won't You Be My Neighbor, the... Oh. The, um, I can't even think of who the documentary is on. Uh, Mr. Rogers. Mr. Rogers. <laughs> Man, I'll on tell you Matt what. Dylan from The House of Jack Built. <laughs> I didn't even I, watch I, this. I teared up like five times during this. I really wanted to see this. I like the, uh, the, the trailer is phenomenal. They use a song from, uh, that movie, The Cook, The Thief, His yeah. Wife and Her Lover. Mm-hmm. Oh. I never oh. saw it. They use a song from that, that, that movie. It's okay. awesome. Yeah. I, uh, man, what a documentary. It nice. Was just, the pacing was good. The story was great. I just by the end of it, I was like, "Are you excited for away. the Tom Hanks version?" Yeah. Of um, I feel like I don't want to say Tom Hanks is hit and miss, but I feel like his movie like picks, recently. Yeah, and I kind of keep comparing it to what was the the one he just did, uh, the Walt Disney one. Oh. Where he played um, Walt Disney, didn't he? Yeah. I think. I think. I don't know. I yeah, he played, yeah, played Walt Mary Disney. Poppins yeah. inspiration or whatever. So um, I feel like these past like, couple movies he's done, people are just kind of like, "Yeah, it was okay." Yeah. Um, well, and, I feel like honestly. I love Tom Hanks. I think Tom Hanks is... Oh, I think... He's not my he's not my favorite actor of all time, but he is... Or I'm sorry, he's not the best actor of all time, but he's my favorite actor of all time. Like, he see. just seems like a genuine dude. He's the most likable yeah. person. He is the most likable person. If anybody could be our president, Tom Hanks could be our president. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but I don't see how they're going to get him to look like Mr. Rogers. I'm they like, already released a promo photo. Did they? Yeah. yeah. And dude, I don't, think, I don't Rogers, think it's going to be as much as what he looks like. But I bet he's gonna the play the yeah. But there's a big deal in that con- in that documentary where they talk about him weighing 143 pounds, and there's a reason why he weighs 143 pounds. Okay. Oh, I need to watch this movie. Yeah, I don't even know. But like Tom Hanks doesn't look like he could like I don't think he could be as skinny as Mr. Rogers. Does that make sense? Like yeah, from but I don't Castaway th- era probably. Yeah, like I, I don't think, think it's gonna be a look though. I think I'm... if you got him 10 years ago, like maybe it would work. But I I don't know at what point where. I just don't see Tom Hanks like if I would have said Mr. Rogers, I would be like, he looks just like Tom Hanks. Like that doesn't. Well, let me ask you, what's more important in Walt Disney a movie? Yeah. What's more important in the movie that's based on a real person, them looking like that person or them acting like the person? Uh, both. Yeah. No, if you had to pick one, what's more important? Oh you no, you don't pick. You one. can't always. Both. Fi- no, you can't always find someone who looks like them and acts like them because that person already existed. So you can't do that. If you find someone who doesn't, be, has no, be you can, acted. It's, it's acted hands no, down. No, no, because yes. you can't sit there and be like, Gilbert Godfrey is Jim Morrison in The Doors. <laughs> what, like, did he act just like Jim Morrison? Does he, is he got no, the same manual? I know, but if he comes up there and he's like, looks just like him, and you're like, and he's like singing Doors songs in his Gilbert but Godfrey you just voice, said that, like, yeah. wait a minute, what? You just said that. You no, said but he, it's gotta be, it's gotta be both. It has no, to be both. It can't be both. It can't I be totally one or the disagree. other. This isn't Sophie's choice. It's, <laughs> One or the no, other. It's, it's, it can't be one or the other. It has to be both. I totally disagree. That's stupid. That's not stupid. They just had that one movie with um, uh, the Steve Jobs movie with uh, Michael Fassbender. Yeah. And Michael Fassbender looks nothing like Steve Jobs. Yeah, he does. He actually does. Oh, my God. Yeah, he does. I'm yeah. done. Anyway. I say Robin Malik you, from okay. uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. If you, I don't, if you think he looks, this is, I don't think Michael Fassbender looks at all like Steve But if you Jobs. think oh, this does, is yeah. a legit argument, you give me three movies where the person who's playing that character does not look like that character at all. And the only movie I can think of is um, Walk Hard. <laughs> oh, my God. Everybody in Walk Hard does not look like any of the people they're but playing. But they play those roles, basically, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, I mean, that's you're, you're the problem in Hollywood. 
I'm telling no, you, I'm in the it's because you go, because you're like, oh, Midwest. how about we get this person to play this? Like, he's a horrible actor. I'm like, who cares? He looks like him. That's all no, you need I, is a look. I, I, that's not what I said. I said it has to be both. You said it has. they have to act like him. That's more important. You said it, they that don't have to. That is more important. Yeah, but you're saying they don't have to look like them to be that character. And I, I think that's wrong. You have to look like them and you have to act like them. I disagree. Well, that's the thing. My imagination is bigger than yours is. And maybe that's why you have to have like it in your face. Like, hey, this is who this person is. Because you can't have like I was knocking him. I don't think he picked up on it. I didn't that pick at up all. on it at all. I was, I I was trying either. to think of my next. I just, I my just next... forward thinking of uh, this new podcast, My Two Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like yours is more like yours is like your like your perception is like drunk history. You're like they just gotta act like I'm not looking. Like well, no, yeah. mine mine's more like um, like an indie drama version where it's like story matters, and yours is like Michael Bay. Here it's in your face, and that's fine. We're two different people. That's your stupid. big budget. Your big budget. From? I'm an indie guy. Your big budget. We've no, always been that. I'm one. just saying. <laughs> that. I don't understand what's happening whatsoever. <laughs> I'm just saying. We're moving. You're I'm wrong. Trying to, I'm trying to jump into this conversation, but it's so confusing. You're wrong. That's why you didn't like The Witch. Oh yeah, it's, oh, it's a high concept. Uh, because oh. you didn't have a green witch with a top hat on. You're like, <laughs> oh. wait a minute. Wait, she's not but the wicked act, witch from the West? This is stupid. But they act like a witch. So, you know. And so it worked. Dude, that is, <laughs> it's not about not about just acting. You have to look the part and you oh, it helps, act the part. It but has to be it helps. both. It has I to don't. be both. I think as long as you Matt, can act it out. Because you can't have Jackie Chan and Bohemian. Hunt, see, Hunter just said Wait, it. what? I think as long as you can act the role, I think you're good. No, yeah. because you can't have Jackie Chan play Freddie Mercury from Bohemian Rhapsody. If he nailed, if he nailed his voice and his mannerisms. I'm out. <laughs> That's nope. Hato, yeah. do you want to jump in on this? <laughs> no, I think you should keep talking. <laughs> Dude, you can't. You can't Whatever. sit there and say we that. We are moving. You, it's on. not about acting. It's about it's about look and actually okay. no. It's about look it's and real, acting. It's I'm just a real saying. Sophie's choice. No, I'm just saying, it's not. It's not even a choice. I'm saying it has to be. Wait, both. you literally just said it was a choice. No, he's saying it's a choice. I'm saying. It I said has if you to had to pick both. which one's more important, the acting is. Can we move on? Anyway, I think people are confused right now. <laughs> I th- I'm about to quit this podcast. That's it's like you do. threw that out and you have no examples of that. Okay, because I just threw it out. I'll, I'll, you just threw it out as like I'll come back in a few episodes and then you're like, oh, okay. I'll come back in a few. episodes. I would like three examples. You'll get your three examples. Three examples. You will of get your really, three really great acting where the person does not look anything like that person. Fair enough. Three examples biopics. That's fine. Or ba- based on yeah, based on a real character. Yeah. Okay. Done. So yeah, so number ten was "Won't You Be My Neighbor." Can't wait. I'm writing this down so I keep track. Please of it. do. I'll, right. I'll get it. My n- my number ten. Bumblebee. Bumblebee, man. The car looks just like him, <laughs> <laughs> and acts just like him. Bad times at El Royale. Oh, man. Yeesh. I, 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 before you say anything, I rented this last night because I couldn't find Black Klansman. Yeah. Then I found Black Klansman. And then I tried to squeeze it in, and I just didn't get enough time. And I was I, like, you know what? That's a bummer. Like, I had, like, wait, wait, wait. wait so much choice. You had so much choice of what to uh, watch. Bad times. Okay. And I wanted to watch it. I was like, I don't think I'm, I have it sitting at home. I just didn't watch it. Okay, I won't spoil it for you. Yeah. I really liked it. It looked cool. Hanto was, I, like, up and down about this movie, and he was like, it's not worth the watch. I'll get yeah. it out of the way. It's, it made my shit list of the year. It's, really? it's one of the worst movies I've seen this year. Really? Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. It's I thought pretty, it was. It's pretty boring and. It's too long. Actually, it, okay, I will say that. My only disappointment with this movie it was too long. But I thought, here's watch, watch Hans's reaction. I'm waiting. I thought it was like a better version of Hateful Eight. Oh, okay. That's fair. No, it's not. <laughs> you, you love Hateful Eight. Yeah, I do like that movie a lot. Yeah, you're entitled you, to your own opinion. You're supposed to react more to that. Yeah, that sucks, man. <laughs> that's he, nice. You, you built that up, and that's why you held back his... I know. 
his I know, because he would have been a... Oh! <laughs> <laughs> no, I think true. it would have been a Chucky scream. No, you're entitled to your own opinion. I don't... Care. I think it was I I think the only uh yeah the only the only disappointment I had was a little bit too long. I was expecting um what was I expecting? I was expecting like a uh good movie. A good movie. <laughs> I was expecting a good movie from beginning to end. Uh no, I was expecting almost like something completely different. I think uh, I was to the first hour of that movie was really awesome and it led to it, I thought it was going to lead to like a mystery. I was like, "Oh man, and then all of a sudden, like the kind of the mystery element of the story kind of fell off. But like, I love the turn of, and I guess as I said I won't spoil it for you, but like, I love uh, John Hamm in it, Chris yeah. Hemsworth in it. I Good love. Cast. Uh, it's got a solid. How was Dakota Fanning in it, or Dakota Johnson? Johnson. Dakota Johnson. She's okay. She doesn't have much to do in the movie. Yeah. She had a big year. She had a big year. But she doesn't have much to do in the movie. Okay. But she's still good. Um, she had three movies come out this year. That's insane. Yep. Jeff Bridges is really cool in it. I think Jeff Bridges is the only good... Oh, no. Jeff Bridges and the girl he's with uh, are the only good parts of this movie. I'm going to look her name up right now because I forget. Cause I, she kills it with the singing. Yeah, I don't know, she if, she, I don't know is, if she's actually singing or not. Uh, and that's... No, she is. You could tell she's actually singing. And um, I thought she was like excellent in it. And yeah. I was like, okay, cool. And, this, and it's kind of like... It's honestly like her movie Yeah. to a certain degree. I'm more interested in Jeff Bridges' backstory. Yes. I would have watched a movie, a standalone movie, just about his character. It's uh, Cynthia... Cynthia Erivo. Right? She's uh, playing Darlene Sweet. And I don't think she's in anything... I haven't really seen her in much. No, and I think she does a really good job. Um, she's more of like a uh, like a theater stage actress. Okay, that makes um, sense. But it says she's also in Widows. I, I Actually, Widows was a movie that I really wanted to see. I did too, yeah. That, yeah, I did too. It was on my list, but it wasn't available anywhere. Yeah. Um, yeah, Chris, check it out. Yeah. It's it's uh, a fun watch. Cool. I love Hanto, you're number 10. You were never really there. I almost watched this. Really? Yeah, I like this movie a lot. Oh, man. So this this is us reversing opinions. Yeah. This is the first episode. I watched this movie yeah, at the beginning me, of the year. You told me about it. And I thought this movie was okay. I yeah. thought it was, it was like... Like your buddy hyped it up too much. He did. Because I thought this movie was going to be basically Our like... Our buddy. Our buddy. <laughs> I thought this movie was going to be Taxi Driver. That's why it was promoted. And it wasn't. It's just kind, it of, kind like, of It kind of was, but not really as much as they hyped it up to be. Um, I think, like... Well, okay, tell me how... There's okay, actually a movie, movie. Um, another another movie, movie on the it. list that has, like, a Taxi Driver feel to it. Okay. Like, tell me why you like this movie. Uh, I just like the... Um, almost like the... Like, the fact that the violence is mostly off-screen is kind of a great way to tell a story about the character. Mm -hmm. And the whole backstory of him not really... You kind of find it in flashbacks, I guess, but they don't flat out like say what happened to him. Yeah, and I think Joaquin Phoenix is like kind of. I'd watch him in like uh, I'd watch him in more action movies if he's if he did action movies more often. I'm I'm interested after seeing that movie. I'm interested to see what his take on the Joker is going to be. And yeah, I think it's going to be it's either going to be really awesome or just going to be like. I don't think he's going to be the Joker, by the way. I don't think he's like. The, I think it's somebody else. Well, that's the thing. I he's saw that, that article yesterday. That's I just I, I've been thinking that about that since the beginning yeah i think it's well his name's not jack napier yeah it's, it's like, like something else, else. Yeah. so it's like technically he's not the joker but yeah just uh it's kind of like a atmospheric um i'm trying to think of like what kind of movie it is it's it's a hard movie to classify i feel like mm. but yeah it's i think the music's awesome by johnny greenwood yeah the music is really good in the movie i think it's the story was really good but can i tell you what i think a lot of movies suffer from nowadays what's that 
is that they focus too much on how good the movie looks yeah. but not enough about the story. Sure. And I feel like that movie was focused way too much about the way it's the presented stylistic, yeah. as opposed to like what does the story really say it or... feels like drive to me for some reason and i like that yeah i just i kind of see it with a lot of movies now and it's like they're all i mean it's it's kind of weird because i feel like uh i don't know 10 years ago maybe 20 years ago we didn't really talk about how great movies look we just yeah. talked about how good movies were, were and now yeah. i feel like when just reading articles and reviewers talk about how good a movie looks now like we that's were so we were talking there. about something we watched recently it was an older movie we're like man this movie just looks good like it's an old i can't uh, remember jeff it. goldblum yeah we were talking about yeah. jeff goldblum's hideaway yeah we're like man this movie actually just looks good like yeah like we want to return back to that that era of filmmaking you know but i i feel like it like stories kind of suffering because people are just sure. so focused on visuals yeah we're seeing a lot of like i mean there are a lot of movies that are on our list a lot of long take movies where it's like, uh, yeah. where it's like this is a camera. This camera is going to follow this person around for the next like 15 minutes. I'm trying to think if there's any, nothing's, like nothing's um, going to happen. Roma had some awesome. I need to see that long, movie. Is it good? Oh, we'll talk about it. We'll get to, get okay. to our top 10. Okay. Um, Roma had some really cool lengthy shots where I was like, te- and it was some gorgeous. That's uh, Roma. Uh, that's Alfonso Curion. Yes. For you. Yeah. He did uh children of men with some, excellent cinematography. He did Gravity as well, right? Yeah, that's okay. also I never more, saw Gravity. That's also more like cinematography, like one yeah. shot. Are we oh, yeah, Children Men. Yeah, that's right. Children Men yeah. had that awesome Dude, long shot. Yeah. yeah, that movie rules. Are we going to talk about Roma? Yeah, we will. We'll okay. get to the podcast. Right. Yeah. So, now I know what's on your guys' top ten. No. I'm narrowing it down. It's a murder mystery. <laughs> it's a murder. <laughs> it had to be a movie that <laughs> came out in 2018. <laughs> if you said wait for later in the podcast, that means it has to be on your list. <sighs> Number nine for me was Black Panther. Okay. Um, cool. We've That's already awesome. got an episode on it. Yeah, go listen to cool it. movie. It almost it, it almost cracked my top ten. Don't ruin it now. See, now people know <laughs> you don't say this stuff it's until like a, later. It's like no, a no, mur- it's like a murder honestly, mystery. Yeah. I know what's on your list. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, you save it for the mystery. You don't say that until you get your honorable mentions. No, this one. Okay, fine. Uh, no. Don't listen to that. It, it almost hit my ten spot. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I'll jump on that. <laughs> Here, why don't I tell you what's not going to be on my list so you guys can narrow it down? My number nine was Mandy. And if you want to hear my thoughts on Mandy, refer to our Dark House on the Hill podcast. I you avoided, I avoided any of my horror picks on this top ten. Really? To keep it as diverse as possible. I, you know, here's my thing. I wanted to be diverse with it, but... But if it's your favorite movie of the year, it's your yeah, favorite movie of the year. That's what, yeah. yeah. But, but I tried to say... I, yeah, I wanted to include it on my... It would have made my number yeah, one. Yeah, because there's one on So you here. didn't put it on your list at all? Not for this list. That's weird. So yeah. that wasn't your favorite movie of the year? Uh, not for Cinema Cole. No, for I mean, workout? it's all the same. What about yeah, so, it, would, it probably would be my number one. So what is uh, your... Well, yeah. that's confusing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's <laughs> really confusing. If we're, if we're excluding horror... We're not excluding horror. Okay, horror movies are Well, horror. you guys told me that we were, so I did. If we did exclude horror, Black Panther would for sure have been on my list. Really? Yep. Yeah. Um, well, how Hato, number nine. Nine, nine. The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Oh, yeah. I like that movie a lot. Yeah? It actually took me a while to uh, actually, like, acquire a taste for it. Did you yeah, watch Ballad? I didn't. Um, it's basically like a vignette of, I think, like five different six, stories. Six, six stories. Six stories. I think it's six, right? All about people um, living in the American, you know, the old frontier, you know. Mm. Uh, most of it is about, like, uh, death, I guess. Okay. But, um, yeah, I just thought for a Netflix movie, I was genuinely surprised that Coen Brothers did one. Yeah. And that it was actually, like, solid throughout. I heard, I pretty, think, I heard there's a few stories that are pretty I think bad. there's... When when I think about it, I narrowed it down to just one story. Kind of, um, 
I wasn't really into, into but, it, I th- yeah. but I think it's just because of the content. Okay. Uh, but other than that, the cinematography was on. Liam Neeson one? Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. everybody was kind of like indifferent about that, that one. That one, I was expecting something more, but it was just really sad. See, I really liked that one. Yeah. The J- the um, James Franco one yeah. was the one that I thought was going to be better than it was. Yeah. Um, Chris, I feel like... Y- like I know you're not like too into westerns. I heard it was really good though. But yeah. like I feel like you would really like it because it just it's an anthology movie. Plus it's Coen yeah. Brothers. Yeah, it, so it's got that Coen Brothers like mm, humor. And it, it just moves quick. Yeah. yeah. Like it's I don't know I it's you're saying, of, you're saying I have a small attention span. <laughs> you love it, Chris. There's, you love it, dude. There's so many, it's, like, it's like it's like six movies in one. <laughs> it's like a Snapchat movie. Like, <laughs> it's like if, if Vine made a it's, movie. It's like YouTube the movie. <laughs> YouTube the movie. With but uh, song in the first story, the aka the Ballad of Buster Scruggs, which is the first story. Yeah. The song that they sing is nominated for an Oscar this year. Oh, cool. Yeah. Nice. So. Okay. Number nine. Number nine. My number eight is Spider Man. Spider-Verse. Dude, you saw it. Yeah. I, I didn't get to see it. I wanted you, to see you it. You made a horrible mistake, my I know. Friend. I wanted to go see it. Well, we've been getting killed with snow yeah. every weekend here. And every weekend up to the podcast. It snowed one weekend. It snowed two weekends two, in a row. Two inches is like two feet in my, it's, my world. Well, the, movie, the movie has only been out for two weeks, so I get it. Has it really? No, no not at all. It's <laughs> <laughs> <is> Christmas. <laughs> um, I am... I think I might put Spider-Man above Batman in my favorite... Dude, he, I, I think he's got the best uh, rogues gallery. I always liked Spider-Man mm. when I was younger. I lied. I yeah. like Batman's rogues gallery. <laughs> <laughs> you take that back. Dude, Spider-Man's I, got the second best. He does have, he does have best. When I was dope. a kid, Spider-Man was kind of like, Matt always had Batman, and I, I kind of had Spider-Man in within like a three-month span, like playing the game, yeah. uh, which is amazing. I need to play it. You haven't played it? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, gonna, it's, it's been playing, easily. Been playing Red Dead Redemption 2 for three months. Same with me. Oh, but only like a month. <laughs> it's easily in my. It's not the same whatsoever. So not the same. It's easily in my top ten games of all time. Cool. Just, really? I've heard nothing. But then I watched it. the two Amazing Spider-Mans with Andrew Garfield. Yeah. I really liked both those. Can Could... I can I ask you this though? Yeah. Does it bum you out because of what the rights issues are with Spider-Man? Yeah. That a lot of the cool Spider-Man villains are getting turned into separate movies by Sony, like, I believe. Aka Venom. But they're not going to be in the Marvel Disney Spider-Man movies. I think they will eventually. I but I feel like it'll be forever. Like I'm kind of bummed because I'm like, they're they're doing a Mo- Morbius movie, a Mobius, Craven yeah. Mobius. Yeah, Mobius. Moby uh, the the DJ artist. Yeah, Moby. <laughs> um, we are all that we are all star song. <laughs> yeah, you got it. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Gwen Stefani. Uh, hey, woman. You know, or was that what it <laughs> yeah. says? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was the music you used to oh, listen to when you're waiting oh. for your PlayStation game ones to load, and you're like. Uh, is that like the no? It's a is that Fat Boys like the Hurt Hearted? No, that's okay. movie. Oh, is it okay? No troubles of God. Yeah, yeah. No yeah. mind. Yeah, yeah cool. they play it in uh, Freddy Got Fingered actually, oh, when, dude. When he hits got, his down spot, there's some <laughs> cool movie songs on the Heat soundtrack. Dude, that are yeah. pretty dope. Dude, Moby Scream. Collateral. We just talked about that. Yeah, yeah Collateral as well. Collateral. No, no, Moby's. I don't think that's Moby. Yeah, it is. Is it Moby in uh, Collateral? What song? I thought in the, in the club. Nope, it's um, it's a different artist. Oh, no, it's, oh, not. It's, it's not. It's not. It's that Ready, Steady, Go song. Yeah, Ready, Ready Steady, Steady, Go. So it's like, yeah. that part is badass in that movie. <laughs> it's a very cool dude, scene. Awesome. Dude, when, like, the way Tom Cruise falls on the ground, it unloads that gun. <laughs> yeah. And, like, quickly loads it back up, and you're just like... And it gets on the... Gets up, you know, and shoots immediately. Oh, God. He's got the nightstick. That was a knife. cool... We went and saw that as a family, as a family movie in dude, our house. That was... That uh, movie is bad yes. yeah and we got i think it was like a kind of a blind watch like let's go see this movie 
Dude, yeah. And then we went and saw it, and we were like, that was a cool movie. Yeah. Speaking of Jamie Foxx, man, a lot of people didn't like Jamie Foxx as Electro. I did not have a problem with him at all. Really? Yeah. I think, I think he fun. looked really cool. Um, I never saw the second one, but I, I did watch it. it, man. Yeah. I'll tell you what. You didn't see it either? Only because I didn't like the first movie. Dude, I was surprised. Like, it's not great, but he does really good, and then... Andrew Garfield and uh, Emma Stone's Stone. chemistry is amazing. Yeah, it is I, so good. I think it sucks because of what it turned. Everyone knew what it was going to turn into. No, I don't think so. And I think that sucks because it's Gwen. It's Gwen Stacy, and everyone's like, everyone knows what happens. At yeah, Gwen Stacy. and what sucks is that like it's like watching a Batman movie, and the entire movie he's with his parents, and you're like, yeah, I know what's going to happen to them. It's going like, to happen eventually. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, but Spider-Verse. Spider-Verse, yeah. Um, the movie that we're... <laughs> animation was killer. Dude. Yeah. Unlike anything I've ever seen before. Yeah. Um, soundtrack was great. The Prowler... Some of it got a little slow. The soundtrack for the uh, the Prowler, that character of the yeah. Prowler, that, mm. set, that track is awesome. Dude, the, I, well, oh, you didn't see it. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> Stay out of this Well, I wanted to ask a question. Was it good? Was it a good movie? <laughs> uh, should I... Is this like, I need to see this in theaters? It was pretty gorgeous movie, man. It was pretty Dude, good. Dude, I was having, I was like having a, a great time, like laughing. It's like very yeah. like entertaining, but then there's like moments where it gets really serious, and you're like really into the story. You're like, oh yeah. man, there's like stakes and everything. Because like, I'll tell you a movie on my list when we get to our honorable mentions, and it's not on, it's not even on an honorable mention, but it's one of those ones that if I would have saw it in theaters, I think I would have like really liked it. But because I saw it on video or DVD, yeah, on a video, Bird uh, Box. Yeah, <laughs> bird box. Now, because because I saw it on DVD, I just didn't feel anything for it. Okay, and I feel like that. I feel like because that, I, that situation happened, I feel like I have to go see Spider Verse because it looks like one of those like this needs to but be a theater if you, movie. If you refer to our previous, uh, our check out others, our, if you, if you're just not listening, go listen to Dark House first, and you can hear why Matt doesn't see movies in theaters. No, you, you don't. Oh yeah, you, you get a tease on what's gonna yeah, happen. Don't let me talk. <laughs> <laughs> you never let me talk. You never let me talk. <laughs> If you're looking, okay, so if you're listening to this episode, go start off with the Dark House episode and then jump into this because there's going to be a lot of jokes. Yeah, kind of like references. While stuff. you're in the yeah. car, pause our episode, find the other Oh, one. shit! <laughs> find our year in review in Dark House. Um, but no, uh, Spider Verse, the, the, the acting was awesome. Yeah, um, the voice I want to see great. more about Miles Morales. Yeah. Now I know why people love that character. Yeah. He's in the Spider Man game. I know, I didn't realize that. Spoiler until. alert, I haven't played it. Well, it's not like he's like, he shows up and you're going to be like, who's that? Who's that? <laughs> um, I've seen the movie now. But yeah, the only thing I didn't like about it, there is about, it, it, it does get a little boring at times, where I was just kind of like, sure. all right, come on, pacing, let's yeah. go. Yeah, I think that it's and, like, um, kind of dry. I think they probably could trim like maybe five, ten minutes off of it. Ten minutes easy. Yeah, I think so too. Um, But yeah, visually, it's so cool because there's so many different types of animation they'll put in. Oh, I love it. At the same time, Nicolas Cage is killer. John Mulaney's hysterical in it. Um, Yeah, I know. Soundtrack's great. Everything was really good. That's my route for best animation at Academy this year. Yeah, totally. A little overhyped, though. I will say that because the hype was insane for that movie. Yeah. And I saw it and I liked it, but little little too much expectations. But Matt, what do you got for your number eight? Number eight, Incredibles 2. Oh, man. I need to watch it again. I really like this movie. I did not get to see it. I, I honestly, I was like, I was, I've been waiting for this movie for a while now because Incredibles is like one of my favorite animated movies. I say the yeah. first one is one of the best superhero movies. Yeah. Oh man, it is it's killer, and the second one has a really good story attached to it. And it almost takes place like it's like takes place like almost like right after the. It's first yeah, one. it's like directly after the first one, which is cool. It's like something oh, cool. you can only do in an animated movie. Yeah. Oh yeah, good call. Because it's like voices still everybody. Same, it's been but, what yeah. ten years since the first 2004. one. Two thousand four. So oh, fifteen years or fourteen almost, years ago. Yeah. yeah. I really, it was just a fun movie and it was like, it's, it's not, there's times when you watch it and you're like, 
oh, this is an animated movie. It's a cartoon movie. It's a yeah. kid's movie. But it doesn't ever feel Who like Who does that. the music? Because the music is awesome. Uh, uh, Lou Bega. Lou Bega? Uh, yeah, oh, Lou nice. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Michael Giacano. Uh, oh yeah, he, oh he did, he did uh, Star Trek Beyond. He Dark does like all the Doctor, Gigi Doctor Strange. Strange. Yeah, he does Star Wars. I think now, right? Yeah, he did this. Uh, he did. three. Yeah. Just yeah. for the record, I think Mama Number Five is a really good song. <laughs> oh, cool. Is that your number eight pick? <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about Lou Vega as like a. We always mentioned Lou Vega since like almost episode Probably. one of the podcast. Yeah. yeah. Lou Vega mixtape. <laughs> Lou Vega mixtape. Anto, what do you got for your number eight? Uh, the Old Man and the Gun. Oh, you saw it. Robert Redford, his last movie. Was it good? Yeah, it was very good. Really? Uh, they shot in super 16 millimeter, and so it has like a real grainy look to it, almost like a 70s look to the movie. Yeah. And it fits so well, because it takes place in the 70s. Mm. But uh, they shot uh, some in our, in our area we live in. Yeah. It was yeah. awesome. I was going to say, a buddy of mine that I work with is actually in the movie. And I am almost positive. Do you know Robert Redford? Yeah. <laughs> his, it, was, it was actually his last movie. <laughs> oh. Spoiler. Uh, there's one day after work, I got stuck in traffic on the highway, and I am... You pulled it up on your phone and watched it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I thought it was going to turn into, like, and I'm the irate character in scene number five screaming in his car. <laughs> I'm almost positive I saw him film in this movie. Really? Uh, one of the scenes in the movie where Robert Redford's in the car with Sissy Spacek. Yeah. And uh, just general conversation on the highway. And I'm. He was almost, like, he pulled up right next to you. And you're like, what are you guys doing? Redford. You didn't realize you were in the movie. And they're like, cut. Like, this guy keeps looking at it's you. Like, like, I, it's like uh, <laughs> Pee Wee at the end of Big Adventure, where he's like in the bellboy. He's just like, Mr. Herman. You see him like looking at the camera in the background. Uh, but yeah, excellent movie. I think it's worth checking out, especially since it's his last feature. Yeah. And uh, it's a nice movie. I almost watched it for the podcast. It yeah, was, it was. I'm at, I was at the uh, the Red Box, and I was. This is like, a movie I would have preferred to see at TIFF. It was at TIFF. Yeah, but it was after we left. Yeah. Oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris, number seven. Number seven. Seven. Mission Impossible Fallout. Nice. Um, I had I hadn't seen this. Was like, this is what early summer movie I think. It is a May June or July. Release. Is it May? Yeah. It was July. Yeah. Um, oh, was it July? I, I think it was, it was May. No, I think it was July. But I had to sit there and actually think about, I was like, all right, I haven't seen this movie in like six months. Was it that good? And then I don't remember scenes, but I remember how I felt while I watched it. I remember me going, all right, I know Tom Cruise isn't going to die in this, but man, like it was just, there's so much like at stake that you're like, oh man, if something were to happen, I'd even be more blown away. But like at the same time, everything, all the action sequences are like picking up and you're like, holy crap, this is like pulse pounding action this is the movie well i was gonna say i watched so i watched this movie and they had that awesome you saw right matt yeah okay they had that awesome bathroom fight scene in there yeah 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 i watched true lies recently and there's a bathroom scene and it just didn't come close at all and i was (laughs) like i was like oh i remember this bathroom scene being awesome all they needed for mission Impossible is the old man to be like in the stall stall, yeah yeah. (laughs) i this was the movie that i was gonna say that i just brought up for number eight yeah that i wish i would have got to see in theaters but oh, I had to see it on video, yeah. on DVD, and it just didn't do anything for me on DVD. Really? And I was like, I got done watching, I was like, this would have been an awesome theater experience. Because it's I shot dual IMAX and yeah. then shot like Regular, 35 like, millimeter yeah. or whatever, yeah. right? And um, it's just kind of like, I was like, man, this would have been a great. But like when you watch it on DVD, it's like, man, these scenes are so long and boring. Yeah. Like really. I got to the you point where that. I was like, how many friggin' chases in Paris do we have to watch? I was like, and how are there no cars in the street? Oh, that's, like, the, that's the most unrealistic part of the movie, I feel like. Yeah. Is the, 
But if like, if, but if I would have saw it in theaters, it would have been it would have been for sure in my. It top was a 10. roller coaster. Yeah. I watched all the Mission Impossible's this year leading up to that, and then I, and then it came out in theaters, and for some reason I didn't go see it. And you after your recommendation too, and I still didn't go see it. Yeah, and then it just kind I of think even I was like, like dude, that movie rules, and yeah. like the last helicopter chase sequence is so awesome with the sound in the theater and like even the part where it's like him in the cockpit and you just see the cameras like stationary it's like them falling through the mountains yeah it's like this is awesome it was that's just, that it, last half an hour of that movie was just phenomenal the yeah. music is badass when he's yeah. fighting on the mountain with uh henry Cavill. i'd have to listen to it again it's but, awesome yeah. but on dvd man it was so flat it was like that's this, is, this is taking forever wow just catch up maybe with the helicopter. maybe you need a bigger tv Ooh. oh yeah maybe you need bigger ears oh sweet <laughs> or eyes <laughs> bigger eyes uh, i will say that mission apostle is the only franchise i've seen every single movie in theater since the first movie i missed three and rogue nation my my least favorite's five it's good, but it's yeah. definitely. I I never finished two it. is the the lowest on the. the I was told board. to rewatch two recently because it held up. It doesn't. Wow. No. Yeah. Five was the one though. I will say that five is the only one in the list where I'm like, this is boring. Five's boring. I, actually, I remember I five being pretty slow. Really? Two's got, yeah. I mean, even even though two's goofy, it's still got stuff some happens. Parts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was my seven. Matt, what do you got for seven? Black Klansman. Okay. Dude, I need. Yeah, I wish this, I, was, this movie was awesome. I yeah. had a very difficult time organizing my list. It was yeah. really good, but I felt like it didn't quite make the top ten. I I feel like I, I think the reason why I really liked it was the story was super interesting. Yeah, uh, it's very of course it's very timely. Sure, uh, and it's kind of a return to form for Spike Lee. I'm I've always loved Spike Lee movies. Yeah, and I feel like this is like cool. This is since I think Inside Man. Yes. This is like the first one I got to see where I was like, because there's a couple in between there, like St. Anna and um, Miracle uh, Sweet Blood of Jesus Christ. Sweet Blood of Jesus Christ. Or Sweet Blood of Christ. I can't remember. Yeah. It's something like that. But it's like, this. I feel like this one was a return of form. I was like, this is cool. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, and that's what I thought too, watching it, because me and Matt kind of grew up with Spike Lee movies. Yeah. And uh, Inside Man was like his last, like, I think I it was like his, it was, I think it's his biggest, it might be his biggest film, yeah. blockbuster wise, like, or financially. Um, but yeah, there were so many elements of Spike Lee in that film where I was like, oh yeah, cool. That reminds me of Spike Lee. That reminds me of Spike Lee. The music Lee. in particular, I liked a lot in Black, Cl- Black Klansman. That which soundtrack is by, was uh, killer. Terrence Blanchard. Yeah. yeah. He also did 25th Hour, Inside Man, and I, probably some other, Malcolm X. He's been, he's With basically them, the go-to yeah. guy. Yeah, Lee's composer. Uh, but yeah, I think just the music makes the makes the movie for Dude, me. the music was stellar. That might be, I don't know if it was my favorite score of the year, but it was definitely up there. And so what did you, how come it didn't crank your top 10? I think just because there were some pacing issues with me that didn't really, I liked it as a whole, but like there were some pacing issues for me. Yeah. See, I thought it was one of the best paced movies of the year. That oh. movie flew by to me. Okay. I didn't really think it did, but yeah. um, also they promoted it as like mainly like comedy. Yeah. Even though it is, there's some funny stuff in it, but for the most part, it's a pretty serious. I actually yeah. laughed a good amount in this movie. Yeah, I mean, like, there was a couple wrong. times when I was, like, dying. Like, I, I, I thought about, where, like, uh, would this, like, would I have sounded, like, inappropriate if I was in a the theater? Like, the part, like, there's a part towards the end where a car is pulling up to a house and it yeah. pulls up right next to that other car. Mm. Oh, yeah, I, I know like, you did that. Yeah, yeah. I was rolling because I was like, I knew it was about to happen. Yeah. And I was like, man, but it's if you watch the movie, it's so serious right then. It is. Yeah. But yeah. I would have been like the guy like laughing in the theater because I knew it was going to happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's um, one part in, uh, I think, where Adam Driver's talking to one of the members on the phone and then his like superior officer is like standing next to him and hears him say something and he like coughs up coffee 
he like snarfs coffee. Yeah, yeah. I think that was like probably an outtake they probably kept in because it was really funny. It like, looked very like, real. Yeah. I'll I, tell you what. Within the first five minutes, because I've never seen um, him in any other films before. Uh, Denzel's son. Yeah. Um. But man, his That's voice. Denzel's son. Oh, yeah. yeah. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You could you could see the dude, acting. Dude, I didn't know no. that. Watch it again. Because um, John David Washington. Yeah. Within the first five minutes of this movie. I was like, oh man, he sounds like Denzel. Listen, listen, dude. yeah, listen to the mannerisms and everything. It's is, Denzel, dude. Like, get to work with Dad, Dad's buddy. Yeah, yeah. right. Um, I don't think he entirely looked like him, but no. his voice, man, you hear his voice, you're like that's that's Denzel. Yeah, it's I really, wish I, I wish I would have added this for my top my top ten. Really? I liked it a lot, but it just mm. that's I fair. Think, I think it was just a slight pacing problems. I think so far, okay, because I haven't seen. There's eight Oscar nominees this year as opposed to yes. ten. I would have to say, and I've only seen three, which is Roma, Black Panther, and this. And I would have to say, so far, this is the one that I want to see win. That'd be the nice. Oscar. But I still have to see the other five. Because yeah. has, has Spike Lee won ever ever won like Oscars? This is the first time he's ever been nominated for director. Nominated? Yeah. The hell? I know. I was like surprised by. It. But was like, Do the Right Thing nominated for movie? Uh, maybe. But I, I hate don't... when they do that. When because because like... didn't Denzel win for Malcolm X? I think Denzel won. For it's Malcolm very X. possible. So if he hasn't been nominated. At least his actual films have had nominations. Yeah. Um, but that's really his first time being nominated for director? First time. I was like, really? And I honestly, I feel like he deserves it. Because the one that, the guy who won Golden Globe was Alfonso Cuaron. Yeah. And I don't think Alfonso Cuaron deserves the Oscar for Roma. I feel like Spike yeah. Lee deserves the Oscar for just, like, honestly directing his career. Because mm. you don't think about, like, uh, how, like innovative spike lee is as a director until you really watch his movies and you're like he's doing some really cool stuff in his movies he's doing some really cool narrative story structure stuff yeah and something that you don't really see a lot from a lot of directors yeah i think the problem with spike lee is he's hurt himself because of the sense of like material he's talking about well no i think he's hurt himself because of him okay because like the stuff he'll say out in the media and he'll like hurt but you know what that's why i love him because there were so many things in this movie that were so Spike oh, Lee. And ending, I was like, yeah. The ending yeah. in particular. And it was, was just like, like very... it was, I feel like he hasn't lost himself since he first started. It wasn't like, all right, I'm going to make this, this big budget movie. Like, no, he still put what he believes in it. And I was like, man, that's awesome that he's yeah. still doing it. I think that's why I got really excited when Inside Band came out. Cause I was like, sweet. I was like, Spike Lee's back. And then he made like a couple documentaries and two movies in between yeah. this and Black Klansman. And it was like, all of a sudden, they kind of like disappeared because he had yeah. like, he had controversy when he released Saint Anna with yeah. Clint Eastwood. Yep, and I don't think that went too well on his side. And then stuff happened with like politically with like Zimmerman. Uh, who, oh yeah, yeah. When that happened, yeah, when he put up that person's address. He thought it was Zimmerman's address oh, on his yeah. Twitter. Yeah, then everybody started going after these people, but it wasn't Zimmerman's address. I think that really hurt him. Yeah. Oh, then you get the controversy when him and Jim Carrey were at that basketball game. Did you ever see that? No. no. It's, there's no controversy, but Jim Carrey put his arms up Steve, or Steve, Spike Lee's shirt and put it out his <laughs> sleeves. I have seen this. So it looked like Spike Lee's hands were white and like Jim Carrey kept like touching his face. With, <laughs> it's pretty funny. That's awesome. Um, but I'll tell you what it made me think of a lot was Scorsese, who never got a yes. nomination and then they both kind of make similar movies where they're about, you know, like going Dude, they're, undercover. Like, they're, mm-hmm. they're masterworks in filmmaking. Yeah. And, and they don't get enough recognition because there's popular movies out you there. Know Spike Lee was Scorsese's student, right? Oh, you told me that before. Yeah, it's like yeah. him and I think Oliver Stone were like in huh. the, the class that he taught at um, and, NU for like okay. NYU for whatever that summer. Okay. 
which so is kind of interesting. This is our Spike Lee podcast. Yeah. Wow. Surprisingly, we've never done a Spike Lee movie for this podcast. Uh, I would like to do a Spike Lee movie for this podcast. And I, th- I think this year we will. But uh, that was your seven, right? I, yeah, I guess seven. Uh, so what's your seven, buddy? Uh, First Reformed with Ethan Hawke. Oh, that was good. I, yeah. I know he he's up for or that movie's up for an Oscar. It's uh, original screenplay, I believe. Is it okay? But it's almost like I was we're talking about uh, Taxi Driver with uh. Oh, whatever. this was your Taxi Driver pick. Okay. Yeah, it's basically like almost like the slight downfall. It's basically about uh, a preacher of a small congregation in uh-huh. the town, and something kind of tragic happens, and he kind of goes a little wonky because of it. And it's yeah. like the slow like uh, mental like decline of a preacher basically okay it gets into some really serious topics about like environmentalism which right. i thought was pretty interesting but it's pretty intense ethan hawk like knocks out the ballpark dude i saw he i saw him in another movie this year it was I, I i told you about it was the one um uh juliet naked okay um he he's just a cool guy man like in this one like in that movie he kind of played like a wash-up rock star yeah and I, I forget how good of an actor he is, even though I haven't seen any of the trilogy, the Sunset trilogy. Or oh, whatever. yeah. I, I heard those are awesome. Yeah. Um, but he just, he always nails it. Like, I, I watched uh, Reality Bites yeah. um, a few years back, and he, he's just good, man. He's got this presence where, I don't know. I'm just, I'm rambling. We've covered but... one uh, Ethan Hawke movie for this podcast. What was that? Explorers. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Flashback episode. You know, you yeah. know what I'd like to talk about is the Assault remake. Yeah. Yeah, because me too. I remember really liking it. I've never seen the original. Oh, so what? if you would ever want to do a versus episode, okay, them. But right. yeah, good movie. I think Ethan Hawke kills it. He's not in a lot of. I feel like they, they don't give him enough credit for some of his roles. Was he good? I don't. Was he a big standout in um, Magnificent? No, the one he did. I did see that. Oh, uh, the one he did with uh, Arquette. Um, it was the one that was sh- Boyhood. Oh, Boyhood. Uh, I don't even think he got like any nominations or anything. I know Dad, she did. She did won. Did you guys for... see Boyhood? No. No, I, I I got to watch it. That trailer. We watched the trailer recently. Um, man, that's a that's a. I don't know. I I like the concept is interesting. The concept is really interesting, but the movie is just it's boring. I'm sure, I, yeah. I, I want to try it. Out. I know it's, it's a longer movie. It's longer, but it's just like I feel like it's a lot of scenes with like nothing to say. Yeah, maybe I need to rewatch it, but like it was one of those movies that were over. It was overhyped. Yeah, I yeah. think they just got cred for like basically uh, the fact that they sp- filmed over the span of multiple years. You know. Yeah. yeah. So that's well, maybe movie. maybe for you, maybe if, Matt, if they threw in some Transformers, you might <laughs> you what? might you might like it. I don't really like the Transformer movies. <laughs> yeah. From now on, again. from here on out, loser. Uh, number six for me. So. Man, one through six gets very complicated for me because okay. I had so many different moves. I, I moved my list so many times. I did too. Number six was eighth grade. Oh, which I absolutely loved. Yeah, I thought dude. eighth grade. Um, the first time I heard about it was actually Han to talk about the score. Um, score was great. Okay, so man, there's so much. So the movie is made by a comedian, Bill Burnham, who I yeah I only know him from Parks and Rec, and he wrote and directed this, and I feel like without even being a girl who was in the eighth grade, I feel like he nailed what it was like to be a girl in the eighth grade. Yeah. And I felt like it had a, such a blend of comedy and there were scenes like, I, I teared up at a lot of movies. Oh, yeah, yeah, But there's like scenes I teared up at and like, I just, man, what a good there's movie. There's some heart, heartwarming and heartbreaking scenes. Yeah. And I feel like it, yeah, captures the, what it's like to be like an eighth oh grader in general. I loved it. Yeah. And there was, there was some funny there scenes. There was some legitimate, I, I was talking to somebody about this one of the funniest parts of that movie yeah. is just the background kids. 
Yeah. The voices in the background. Oh, I, really? I, like, was cracking up. Like, it, within the first five minutes, they go to, like, an assembly, and, this, uh, like, the, the principal is up there talking, and when she gets done talking, you hear some guy in the background, and I don't know what he says exactly, but he's like, are you my mom? <laughs> and, like, there's one where they're doing the, uh, the school shooting drill. Yeah. And uh, he's like, the principal or whatever is like, pay attention, kids, blah, blah, blah. What's the most important thing you do? They say whatever. And he's like, what's the second most important? Hey, listen up. And he's like, LeBron James. Yeah, I do. (laughs) (laughs) Just the kids. If you like go back and just listen to the background kids, it's so funny. I, this almost cracked my top 10. I really enjoyed this movie. I think towards the last, okay, here's my problem with the movie. I feel like there was a, a lesson to be learned. At, at, at like like towards the end of the movie, limit your social media, and she doesn't learn that lesson. Yeah, I feel like by the end of the movie, like she is. I feel like the whole movie, she's like nothing. I feel like, like honestly, she's, she's I don't no feel... one. And then by the end of the movie, she's still no one because like she continues to be no one. I feel like the whole because that could be what wrong. she does. I feel like that movie was like, what do you learn from this movie? That time of your I, life yo. sucks. That's all it is. Yeah, that's, that's why. It that's what I, I walked think. away with. I'm yeah, like, and I and it's true. It's like, it gets better. I like like her friend in the yeah, movie. Yeah, I was basically thinking like eighth grade. I'd never want to think about or yeah. visit yeah. ever again. Like but the we, girl, she shadows. Yeah, like she's she's kind of the last movie. Like, hey, it gets better and it gets easier. Yeah, but right now it just sucks. And I feel like that's what the whole movie's about. I and mean, that's that's how much. That's why I think that like life sucks. Going back to your social media, that's how she's able to cope with like her uh introvertedness mm-hmm. you know that's how she deals with like being able to speak and let her oh, feelings totally. out so yeah. she has i think like almost like the social media actually helps her progress as a person see and i i was like i saw it as like she is so fake on the social media oh, I don't like think she is like she's like trying to be this person i know i think she's but being she's not this person it helps her vent basically that's how yeah. social media is for it's a people. diary it's basically your diary that's how yeah. it's for people like adults too it's a venting mechanism yeah i mean i really enjoyed this movie i was dying at parts yeah yeah. like uh and i was kind of surprised by like how brass some of it is yeah dude. yeah yeah when i was like oh this is in here i was like i'm pretty sure they are in eighth grade yeah <laughs> like, yeah yeah, yeah. But like this movie got kind of sweeped under the rug. I feel like it got no love, no praise. I only found out because of uh, Coworker. I only found out because of Chris. He told me to watch it. I only found out of it because my list is very similar to Barack Obama's. What? Um, Oh yeah. I look up. I looked up Obama's list of top movies. That was on there. Yeah, and he put Eighth Grade on there, and I was like, man, this must be really good. And actually, the majority of the movies I watched for this podcast were on Obama's list because for some some reason. I didn't know this, but I really trusted his opinion after I saw a few that I was like, yeah, this is yeah. really good. I trust Obama as well. <laughs> he, uh, he's got some really awesome movie choices. Like, not just this yeah. year, but in general. He, he kind of pops up every now and then in, like, a movie article okay. about, like, some movie back in the 60s or something cool. like that. Like, I think Black Narcissist was... No, Black Orpheus was one Black that Orpheus. he okay. really, like, praised. It was a criterion. and Orpheus? Yeah, Orpheus. Not Orpheus. Orpheus. What did I say? Or- Orpheus. Orpheus. Yeah, that would have been... That's kind of weird. <laughs> have been, ooh, what a nasty movie. <laughs> no, um, thanks. But uh, yeah, I saw his list too. I didn't realize this was on here. Yep, cool. it was. Um, so, but that was my number six. Matt, what do you got for your number six? Okay, my number here? six was um, Annihilation. Okay. Refer to the horror podcast yeah. when you hear about Annihilation. Cool. I think we all really like this movie. That movie rules. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, man, that, that is a movie that... I don't, you walk in and you're like, okay, it's a drama. You're like, no, it's a horror film. Like, no, it's kind of, it's got so many different. When you can blend the sci-fi with horror elements, I think you're doing a good job. Yeah. 
uh, specifically like The Thing. That's a sci-fi movie mixed with horror elements, mm-hmm. and that is a masterpiece in my opinion. No. Yeah, I will say, though, um, we didn't talk about on Dark House when we brought this movie up, uh, but this movie is gorgeous. Yeah. It is a very pretty movie. See what I mean? I feel like we say that more about movies now than we ever have, and it's all How because it of visually. HD cameras. It's all because of Hideaway I, with Jeff yeah. Goldblum. <laughs> No, I think it's because... What, what, how many movies uh, learn the lesson from Hideaway? <laughs> I think it's HD movies. I think it's HD cameras. I think it's like these 4K cameras. Everything looks really gorgeous now. Yeah. Uh, and we're paying attention to it more than we ever have. But I see this with like student film forums. When they when people post up like, this is my student film on like Reddit. Yeah. The first, everyone's Give like, a, everyone's I, looking... It looks great. Yeah, everyone's looking for like how great it looks as opposed to like the story content. Yeah. But I feel like if you compare a really good looking movie with a great story... Then you have like, you have something. Yeah. And I just feel like we focus more on the visual side. The visual side of things. Which I will say that uh, visually, I mean, I brought this up earlier, but Old Man the Gun is one of the best looking movies I've seen this year. Really? Because it was uh, whoa. We all said which one said it first. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Because they go the old school route and shooting actual film. Yeah. So I think there's uh, pros and cons to using film and digital. I agree. All right, Hanto, what do you have for your number six? Solo, a Star Wars movie. Man, what a fun movie. I like that movie a lot. I just watched Dude. it for a second time the other day, and I was like, this movie rules. What do you like about it? It feels like I was generally... I thought, okay, we brought. I think we brought this up on a different episode. We did. I hadn't seen it, though. Yeah, but uh, I was expecting a total shit show of a movie because of the production history. I was, too. I and think the fact all, that they had a yeah. rule. I think they said that Ron Howard shot reshot about 98% of the movie. Really? I think, I'm think i pretty sure that's what they said. Yeah, they can afford it. It's Disney. That's all. But they made a mistake because uh, it didn't really make that much money back because of... It, was, it wasn't... It was it wasn't a bomb. Yeah. But to like their Star Wars movie, it only made two hundred million. Yeah. yeah. It's a, it was a success, but in their eyes they should have been like upwards to yeah. like a billion dollar movie. Which is a bummer because when I the reason I wanted to see this movie is because someone pitched it as um it's Indiana Jones meets Star Wars. Yeah. And with that mindset, I walked into it and I was like, Yep, this feels kinda like an Indiana Jones in space movie. Yeah. I yes, I buy it. Um but yeah, everything about it, I thought Alden El Elrich the guy that plays uh, Han Solo, I thought he did a good job. Yeah, he killed it. I was like, I, I, oh. Matt's shaking his head. Matt, this is a this speak, is an audio. I just, okay, I speak just, your mind. It's a podcast. I just, I just watched this movie because uh, I wanted you to talk first before I kind of like jumped in. Yeah. Um, so me and Hanto both loved it. I'm assuming surprise, you did not. Surprise, I really enjoyed this movie because I heard uh, same same thing as you, Hanto. I heard so much shit about this movie. Yeah. And I was like, I heard that he had to get acting lessons. Yeah. Uh, during the movie um and it was just kind of like i heard like the mess the his, the production, production mess yeah. of what it was but man i watched it and i was like this is really enjoyable this yeah. is like a fun movie i would say he is the only bad part of the movie and this is why not because he's a bad actor because and i, I think this is also goes back to why they had an acting coach coach come on coaster it's, coaster <laughs> actor acting coaster um they had to get. They have to like basically teach him how to act like Harrison Ford. And it's impossible. It's impossible. Nobody in the world can replace. That's why Harrison Ford. That's but, why I don't. But knock, he still had a lot of charm, though. Yeah. That's it, why I don't knock the. I don't think so. That's why no? I don't knock the acting because it's impossible to get that Harrison Ford characteristics. I just re- rewatched all of uh, Indiana Jones. Yeah. Yes. The trilogy. We watched Temple of Doom the, the night before I watched Solo. So. I watched. Uh, uh, actually, I lied. I watched two out of the three. 
uh, on the plane for uh, Canada. Yeah. But uh, I was just watching. I was like, man, Harrison Ford just like kills it in this movie. But there's like no one you can compare him to. It's like yeah. trying to replace Arnold in a movie. Yeah. Or trying to replace. Well, they're like... trying to do The Rock as the new Arnold, but it's not really. I think he is. No, he's it, not. He's the Rock. Yeah. He's the Rock. He's, 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 he's creating his own, his own name. But if you're comparing it to like. An action star who had charisma yeah. that everybody loved. The Rock is that new. Kurt Russell's yeah. the same way for me, where it's like there's a there's a certain level of acting that are like people are really good actors, but there's like there's a, like there's actors out there that just have a presence. Yeah, and it's just like you can't teach it, you can't learn it. They just have it, and you're there's just only like, one choice, and this guy is perfect for you know. Like I think Leonardo DiCaprio is one of them. Yeah, I think Brad Pitt's one of them, where yeah. they just have like this presence where you're just like. You'll watch them in anything and anything they want, and like they just do a good job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, not to say that they're like the best actors in the world. They're just so entertaining. To That's watch. I'm not saying that this guy is like the best actor in the world, but I think with him being uh, the lead role, I think he did fine. Yeah, I, like, I enjoyed it. He did. He he does okay. He's, yeah. I really like this movie because I like the supporting actors in yeah. it. Yeah. I think they had the best like Woody after Harrelson. watching Rogue One. Woody Harrelson and Paul Bettany. Are awesome. Yeah. Oh, I forgot Paul Bettany. Amelia Clark too. does a great job. Yeah, Amelia Clark is awesome. She's probably one of the best like female Star Wars characters in yeah. any of the movies. Yeah, I agree. Um, and like Chewie was, of course, was really cool. Yeah. Lando yeah. was, of course, like the best part of the movie. Of course. Wait, man, you want to talk about? I, he was in a movie for like ten minutes. Yeah. yeah. He. I thought he was going to have this huge they, role. But that's why I'm like, really that's I'm like rooting in. for this movie to get a sequel because I would like to see more adventures of these characters. But that's going to be the thing. You got a movie that quote-unquote tanked at the box office, but all these home reviews are really well. Yeah. So are they going to be like, do we take the chance? I, and, yeah. I think they will eventually down the line. I think the dumbest part of the movie, though, was releasing that the secret character that they released at the end of the movie. And I'll say this, why? I think he's an awesome character. Yeah. And I'm like, sweet, he's back. But it confuses the shit out of everybody else. I agree. Because at the end of the movie, too. If you're not like a diehard fan, then you're going to be a little bit lost. Yeah, well, because at the end of the movie, they talk about like the rebels aren't still existing. So everybody thinks that this solo movie takes place during Phantom Menace. Oh. And it's confusing the shit out of everybody. That's why everybody is pissed. I think it's an awesome cameo, but yeah, it's confusing. Yeah, cameo rules. But if you don't know what happens to this said character in a different... Well, I think the the people that are uh, flocking to go see this movie are diehard fans of this that's true they're already but i didn't dude i didn't yeah. know about this so like when he pops up i'm like if i didn't know what i knew from this previous yeah. other iteration of star wars i probably would have been like wait what i just I knew, like, this guy couldn't have died in any of a worse way it doesn't yeah. make any sense it makes no sense they and do, i feel like they, they go more into in the cartoon yeah like the cartoon is considered canon they got rid of all of the books the yeah. book lore they consider that non-canon now it's yeah, all the parts sense the, all all the the cartoons are canon they He's in in them, so because it's Disney too, and that makes yeah, sense too. Yeah, but so. it's just it's confusing the it hell out of, and that's I'm, why people are. Pissed. I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it too because he's a cool character. Yeah. Um, I, don't I feel know like everybody gonna... had the same reaction where everybody in the theater went, oh, "Cool!" and then he went, "Wait, what?" Like, yeah, I feel like everybody was confused. He and... doesn't eat shit in the in the other movie. Oh, yeah. dude, it's so. like literally like the guy who dies in the elevator and drive comes back at the end of the movie <laughs> and he's like and he like points a gun at ryan gosling and his head's caved are we, in are we ready like, are we ready to take over <laughs> like, this guy couldn't be any more dead <laughs> he looks like that curved face from a night breed he's aiming the gun at like the door and ryan gosling's not even standing over there like more to the right what? oh sorry <laughs> sorry <laughs> so haunted that was your what number six, six? six. all right we're cracking the top five number five halloween Okay. Which we've talked about so many times. What a cool movie to come out 
in a movie we didn't think was going to come out. Um, because or I if feel, it would even work. Yeah, or even work. I mean, you talk about with these Fridays and these nightmares and Halloweens. Like, yeah, we're going to put another one out. I'm like, yeah, we'll yeah. see. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, this had a poster, and then Danny McBride was attached. I think it's like Green. especially more uplifting when you have the um the praise and the blessing of the original director. Yeah, and he and was attached, him, and you have him returned for the score, and you're like, okay, I'm all in on this one. You know who? You know who? I'm going to say is the reason this movie was a success was. Okay, my voice sounds weird. I'm um, with you, man. Me and Hanto are sick. Way. So we're trying yeah. to hit our Vicks uh, vapor inhalers. We're not, <laughs> I've done it a couple times looking at Matt. And and we're trying to be quiet. Nerds! We're sponsored by Vicks this episode. <laughs> um, no, the reason that Halloween is a hit through the hard times is I'm going to give them. I'm going to give Jake Gyllenhaal the credit for that one. What? what because he this Jake Gyllenhaal is Jamie Lee Curtis's godson. Okay. And I guess he got a hold of the script. From David Gordon Green, because they're buddies. Okay. And Jake Chilnall called Jamie Lee Curry and said, you have to meet really? with him. He's like, the script is awesome. you got to do this movie. And then that's the only reason she went and took the... Dude, I really like Jake Gyllenhaal. I knew you were going to say that. Because I really like Jake Gyllenhaal. If you don't know what Matt looks like, he kind of looks like Jake Gyllenhaal in Nightcrawler. Um, <laughs> I do right now, yes. <laughs> he does. Um, so yeah, huge fan. But see, I like him. I, I mean, I'm pumped for him in Spider-Man. Dude, I, think. I am so pumped because this is the one of the characters I've been waiting for a Mysterio long time. Mysterio is my favorite villain. Uh, Hydra Man's in it too. Did you see Hydra Man? False. Oh, it's not. And Sandman. False. Really? I know exactly what's. Good. I I don't know. No, it's, you. Okay. It's fan fan theory. All right. Um, but I uh, there's actually a weird confirmation that it is like Hydra Man. Oh, is Sandman. it? Oh yeah. It's it, there's it, like it, a license plate in the movie somewhere in the trailer somewhere, and the license plate is the issue number time. that one of them appear. Oh, okay. Out of time. What? Back to the Future? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you said license plate. I was like, oh, it'd be cool if out of time. Oh, cool. I like how your brain like triggered that. Like, so they kind of like get that, that guy that ran from the desk in your head. And yeah. Your granddad, he's like, here it is. <laughs> no, my theory is that Mysterio is the master of illusion. So he's just creating illusions. Yeah. To create the, the idea that he's a hero when he's the main villain. Of I can see that. Well, you know what yeah. I'm really excited for with Jake Gyllenhaal movie is the Netflix movie that's going to pop up February here. 1st. Velvet Buzz. Oh, yeah. We didn't talk about that in Dark Same House. director yeah, yeah. as Nightcrawler. Yeah. It looks like to me, it looks like a Tales the Crypt episode. It does. I wish I didn't watch the trailer because it's a surprise horror movie. It seems like. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but that's it. We okay. Yeah. They right. make it look like <laughs> they make it look like he's like, oh, I'm a super pretentious art. You know, blah yeah. blah. It's an art house movie. I'm gonna be a supermodel. Yeah. He's like, yeah, you, you got know. it. Yeah, yeah. I'm a Barbie. I don't know. I'm yeah, a, I'm a, yeah. All right. So really quick, my number five was Halloween as well. Oh, wasn't? Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. Mission Possible Fallout. Okay. Five. Really? Yeah. Okay. My number four was Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, yeah, yeah. You were the, I, Did you see this, Hanto? No. So you're the only one who saw it out of us. Um, me and my girl are huge Queen fans. Um, we got really big into Queen like about a year before the movie came out. And we started watching all these videos on Freddie Mercury and everything. Got really into it. Dude, I love it. And the movie itself, it's, it's, the movie's good. It's not great. But his performance as Freddie Mercury is just so spot on, man. Really? Every time he's up on screen... You're like, I'm watching Freddie Mercury. And you're like, no, this is an actor. Cool. And actually going back to our argument about looking like it and acting like it, he looks like him and he acts like him. Oh, so he does a good job. Weird. I didn't what, say... Which one works better? Does he have to look like him or does he have to act like him to get the rule down? We're not doing this again. So um, <laughs> there are some, there's some really weird um, false things in this movie that did not happen. Yeah. They added for dramatic effect. That's they fine. do that with every biopic. But some of these were yeah. big, and that's and I'm like, whatever, I'll look past it. Yeah. Um, because some of the scenes are just awesome, and like I said, the movie itself is good, 
But watching him is amazing. So that's sing, why I put it Do they sing Bohemian Rhapsody in the movie? They, they showed them recording it, yeah. Cool. So, I watched it several times in the trailer. This is, yeah. Okay, so this got... <laughs> that was a joke. I get it. Yeah, I got it. Yep. So this movie got nominated for an Oscar and also won Golden best, Globe. best Drama at the Golden Globes. Dude, yeah. What the hell? I know. The Golden Globes does something really stupid. It's like a joke awards. They do. Try to play is, a joke on they this. Put, they put their movies into two categories, and it's drama film or the other category, comedy or musical, which I don't know how many musicals you could put in there every year. And the two musicals that came out this year, Bohemian Rhapsody and um, Star Is Born, Born yeah. are in the drama category, and everything else is just in the comedy category. It's a weird one. It's yeah, a really know. weird one. Like, Get Out has, was in the comedy category. I remember people year. were very upset about or that. The, the Martian won Best Award for Best Comedy of the Year. Yeah, it's and, like... And really, Scott's like, well, I'm glad I'm winning Best Comedy. Yeah, it is so stupid. And it's, it's like, I don't know why they haven't changed it. Just, I don't get it. Just, it's like baseball fans, man. They're like, you can't change it. It's like, it's already written in the books. It's been yeah, there forever. Yeah. It's like um, Best Movie Part 1 and Best Movie Part 2. But we'll label it the comedy one, I guess. And it's weird because Bohemian Rhapsody is like the only movie out of the eight Oscar nominees that get like a, a little bit above 60% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, okay. Like so the, it wasn't like critically like claimed. But that's the fine. That's the fine. That's fine because after we get to this top 10, I do want to discuss how I will not be following Rotten Tomatoes anymore. Yeah, okay, I wanted to cool. get it. Yeah, cool. Okay, my, what are we on, four? We're on four. Your number four is? Uh, my number four was Infinity War, man. Whoa. Freaking loved Infinity War. And if you're listening right now, Matt has never praised a Marvel movie before. Dude, dude oh. you talk shit every year about Marvel. This might have been the year that I'd had, like, okay, at, a, at one point, my top 10 list, would have been Black Panther, Deadpool 2. Okay. Um, I forgot about Deadpool 2. Yeah, I forgot about Deadpool 2. And then Infinity War. And if I would have saw Spider-Man, I'm absolutely certain Spider-Man would have cracked my top 10. Yeah. Easy. But so I only had to pick one Marvel movie. And I was like, uh, I was like, man, what's the one that I saw the most? I watched Infinity War twice this year. Nice. Infinity War is on my list because I feel like it is such a daunting task to achieve is to bring all of these Impossible, superheroes yeah. together and give them enough screen time. That they all get like the same amount, and they all do yeah. like, and they're and then also when you have this many superheroes, you got to give them enough stuff to do. Yeah. So it's like it doesn't feel like, hey, this person's here, but they're not really doing anything. And I feel like this movie just accomplishes all those like, really heavy hitter like marks. Where they do like the the pairing, which is nice. Like the pairing, like I wonder how this yes. guy would do. And it's like I would never thought that I would see like Bucky Barnes, the Winter Soldier, interact with Rocket Raccoon. Yeah. In a movie, I'm like. Okay, that's it's awesome. Cool. When he's like yeah. spinning raccoon, they're all like shooting all the enemies and stuff. I'm like, okay, I'm in. It yeah. made me okay. It made me love Marvel movies again. So I ended up watching all the Marvel movies this year. Cool. Um, but it also was like seeing it in theaters. I was like, man, this is like the feeling of seeing Star Wars in theaters when we like, you know, when you hear it's our parents yeah. talk. It's like I can imagine my kids asking me like, what was it like to see like the Marvel movies, like Infinity War in theaters. And I'm yeah. like, it was awesome. You're like, I don't know. I hate the theaters. I hate the theaters. <laughs> uh, I watch, watch your tablet. Home, <laughs> home cinema only. Here's the weird thing about me is I hate the theaters, but I refuse to watch movies that are illegally downloaded. Okay. So it's like, I get lost. So I, I, you're in like I little, screw myself. You're, yeah, you're in the theater. neutral zone. I'm in the neutral zone. So that was your, you said that was your four? Four, man. Awesome movie. Hanto, what do you got for your four, brother? Uh, I am going to list Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse okay. as my number four. Yeah. This movie rules. I, like I said, hype killed it for me a little bit, but yes. I, I think actually don't was... even feel like I, I saw hype for it. I, 
I actually thought it looked like dog crap in the trailer. The trailer's or not really. No, the trailer's pretty bad. Not really dog crap, but like uh, after the the post credits, they have like one post credit scene for Venom, but the, the very end of the credits, they play like a five minute clip from the movie. Yeah. And I was like, oh, man, this is what we're, like this is the movie that's coming out here. Yeah. And they actually see it in theater. I was like, oh man, this is a blast. It's yeah. Great. I love it. It's, uh, Matt, you should see it. Yeah. All right. So now we're cracking the top three. Top 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 three. Number three for me was Annihilation. Okay. Oh, um, cool. I like movies that stick with you, and I feel like this movie just hung on my head for. I, I I've only watched it. Like, I don't know if I already said it. I watched I like, it just a handful of days ago, but it just keeps popping in my head and seems pop in my the head. Thought provoking movies are always the best. Yeah, <laughs> I and feel that, like that bear scene. This movie up, dude. And, like every time we bring it up, it's not like quick where it's like refer to this. It's like no, we got more to say about yeah. this. Like we could do a whole podcast episode on just this movie. And dude, the only reason I watched this movie was because of Obama. It was on his list. Thanks, oh, Obama. Really? Yeah. And, yeah. Thanks, Obama. Seriously. I feel like I read that list, and I the only one I got out of it was, like, Roma. No, he... Like, Beale Street could talk. Like, that he was had it on there, and I was like, all right, this science fiction movie, Obama has it on there. I'm like, this must be really good, because it, it was, like we said, it was marketed as a, like, it looked like a, a predator with women on yeah. this type thing. Yeah. And it was not that at all. I think this movie's going to stick with me for a while. So yeah. that was my number three. It was Annihilation. Matt, your number three. Uh, my number three, Hereditary. Refer to cool. countless talks on Hereditary. One of the, on probably Dark one of the best horror movies of all time. I, would I say. think so. Honestly, if I had to do a it's, top 50 horror movies of all time, it would the, be. One of the wait, did you say top 50? Yeah, top 50 horror my movies. My top of all thousand time. horror movies of all well, time. Because I said, I was, like, I was like, it's definitely a top 10 horror. Uh, maybe I said that. I can't remember. It's one of the top horror movies of all time. I would say top. If I had to do my, like, dude. 50 is such a big range, though. It's really not. If you calculate all the horror movies you've ever seen, like, of all time, like, 50 is, like. Oh, it's easy. It's an easy list. It's it's easy, and then you're going to have to start bumping movies out to fit certain ones in. Yeah. It's a tough list. Yeah. Trust me, because I could do, like, a top 200 movie, horror movies of all time. And it'd be a tight list. So to do a top fifty, yeah, is okay. like I won't argue with you. I say Hereditary is one of the most effective movies I've seen in definitely in, in recent, yeah, uh, recent years. Yes, only because it hits kind of close to home, just because of something that happened. But mm. I think it's a very effective horror movie. Yeah. Wait, something with like a witch? No, 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 no. We'll talk about it off podcast. Oh, okay, yeah. I was like, when you said that, I was like, oh my gosh, like, like the the yeah. relation to this would be so terrifying. And I feel like the movie itself is relatable because, you know, the movie is about... Is it that time you were driving your sister around in the car? And yeah, it sucks. Yeah. But, I mean, everybody's everybody goes through a family trauma mm-hmm. that affects them completely different. I know we all have in this room. Yeah. And that's why the movie's so relatable in that aspect. But then it's kind of like, oh, but you know what? That's scary and horrifying as it is. But here, here's some witch stuff, too. And you're like, oh, man, this is a terrifying movie. Yeah. Well, and I think it goes to show you, like... Like a death in a family, stuff like that. Like how down the how, line, how basically. that affects like a family. The fact that this tragedy is like been years in the making. Yeah, yeah. Like like decades in the making. It's like it because it all stems from family loss. Yeah, you know. Um, Hanta, you number three. Uh, it's a movie called Blind Spotting. And oh, I gotta, and I gotta thank Rob. He hooked me up with a copy of this movie. Did he okay. really? Yeah, and uh, I actually liked it a lot. It has um. I can't remember the actor's name, but he was actually in the first run of uh, Hamilton. Okay. okay. And he's a rapper. Like, he raps in real life. And it's cool because the soundtrack for this movie is actually consists of two EPs. One is by the, the guy from Hamilton, and the other EP is by the 
buddy in the movie. Okay. So I didn't know about this movie. I didn't know about I've heard like stuff. I didn't read anything about it. I just I kind of just threw it on and It popped it. up on my Instagram feed this morning, ironically. Okay. I, and the person who posted it said it was like one of the best movies of 2018. And I was like, man, I wish I would have knew what this was. I yeah. never heard of this. It kind of just flew under the radar. Uh, it kind of flew under the radar. And it wasn't until found a copy, able to yeah. watch it. And I was like, oh, my God, this movie is kind of awesome. Really? Yeah. But the the main guy's name is David Diggs. He was in Hamilton. Okay, that's the only thing I've ever that's heard it. of. Okay, and then his buddy in the movie is Raphael Casal, and I guess he's also a rapper. Okay, but basically the premise it kind of felt like um like I guess think Friday like a day in the life of this character mm-hmm. where they're just going around doing stuff blah blah, blah. but it takes place in the uh, last three days of his um uh, probation sentence for he's like served some time in prison. Yeah, and it's basically like the last three days. Uh, and it's him like he encounters like a kind of like a tragic event and it's like him almost getting pulled back into going to prison again. So he's trying to survive the last three days not doing something bad. And it's also that's a cool plot. And also kind of like he kind of has to re-evaluate his um, like relationship to his best friend who's the other rapper. Yeah. Basically. But yeah, it's just like them doing their day-to-day jobs as like movers mm-hmm. and just kind of like stuff, just kind of get an interaction with the three the people. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be on my. I, I'm putting it on my MIA list for 2018. I wanted. To I say check it out for sure. It's it's yeah. a good movie. Really okay. good. So that was your three. Yeah. All right, number two for me was Hereditary. Um, I feel like you've listed that movie like three times on this list. <laughs> I know. I feel like okay. <laughs> honestly, if you've got nothing times. else to say about Hereditary, I have one more thing I have to say about. It. Okay, because I'm not um, going to say anything this time because I feel <laughs> like we keep getting stuck in these movies. We keep. Talking I think. It, about. I think between Annihilation and Hereditary, I feel like those movies have come up like five times. Yes. Yeah, that's which all we've talked impossible. about. So, last thing about Hereditary, I will say is that this movie is you can take out the witch elements. Yeah, and this movie is such a powerful family drama. Um. And I, I, I thought that the entire movie, I was like, man, if nothing scary happened in this movie, I would still be so captivated in these characters yeah. for what they're going through. It's just phenomenal. I think it is a crime that Tony Collette did not get nominated yes. for an Oscar yes. in this movie. Which she is, stole this movie. Yeah, this is not stole movie. it, but like she kills it. And I thought like her performance is super believable. It's mm-hmm. amazing. And she, I think, she just signed on for his next movie. Cool. I watch her. So, yeah, I watch her again. Yeah, but like, yeah. I'm on. Like I said, nothing else we can say. Matt, what's your number two? My number two was Won't You Be My Neighbor. Okay. Really? You like Man, it that I much? I watched it like last night and it was like... Did you it, cry? Oh, I wanted to. It's like, dude... <laughs> but I don't know how to. <laughs> I don't know how to. Teach me. <laughs> but I forgot how to. Um, it is like such a heartwarming <laughs> documentary. Like I just... Just watching it was like, man. And like it's so effective. He was so effective. Cool. And then the fact that like towards the latter half of it they relate it to today okay and it's like wow what a poignant time to release a documentary like this because it's like i mean talking about mr rogers hasn't been on tv since the i would like say 90s. 90s yeah and like we didn't grow up with mr rogers i actually do remember i never watched it though yeah like, i never used to watch it as a kid but it's just like how that person that type of person that character is missing from the mainstream today yeah and uh man it was just i feel like i got done watching it and I gave it to my fiance, and I was like, "I was like, look, I'm gonna take bury this, this. <laughs> bury this, burn it, burn it." It was like, "Burn it," and then it was like, "Hereditary." I was like, "Oh!" <laughs> you just gave him. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I gave it to her, and I was like, 
I'm going to take this back to Redbox tomorrow. I was like, you need to watch this before I take it back to Redbox. I was like, I, it was or like, we're done. Or we're finished. <laughs> but it was just like, and here's my, here's my other kind of take on documentaries. I don't have a lot of respect for documentaries. And I will what? say that. I like, I enjoy documentaries. If they can do it effectively. And they do it effectively. But yeah. I think the reason why I don't consider documentaries in the same canon as movies sure. is because the rewatch value is not there. Yeah. You yeah, kind of okay. watch documentaries. Uh, King of Kong, I feel like it's still there. But that, and it's rare. Yeah. But I feel like there's documentaries, you get done watching it and you're like, wow. And it's really, really effective, but you're like, I'm not going to return to that. It's like rewatching reruns of the news at a certain point. But like, yeah. so that, that okay, I'll probably never watch Hereditary again. But why? You will. No, I won't. And but, in about like 20 years, you'll pick up Hereditary and we'll watch it. We'll do maybe an in 20 years. Maybe yeah. in 20 years, I'll watch a documentary again. So you don't like documentaries because you don't want to watch them again? I just don't think the rewatch value is there for a lot of people. I think people watch documentaries, okay. they get the information they get out of it, and then they're done. That's and how a I lot felt. of work goes into explaining that, and a lot of effort goes into it, and a lot of art goes I into it. I could say that, yeah. But documentaries don't get the same love as movies because it's like kind of a one-time yeah, watch. Yeah, but like Requiem for a Dream, Ugh. awesome movie. I will never watch that again. I watched so, it like three times. Why? Well, I know, but why? you're... I don't know. <laughs> um, Nothing else going on that day. That's <laughs> There was actually, this was a big year for documentaries. I read a lot about, um, what was the Solo documentary? Um, uh, a Star Wars story? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Is I it so Becoming Solo or um, gosh, Missing that Solo? Was, that part was stupid uh, in the movie, by the way. What? When he got his name. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it was all right. Yeah, it's whatever. It's kind of hokey. It's whatever. Um, no, there was a movie about Free Solo. Yeah, Free Solo, yeah. About yeah. a guy who climbs mountains with nothing attached. Oh, my God. And it's supposed seriously. to be awesome. Is he the guy who's like our age? I don't know. I didn't talk to him. I think I saw a 60-minute story about this where he does it barefoot. I don't know. Oh, God. That sounds so scary. Did I, can I mention that when I was in Canada uh, doing some adventuring, yeah. and I saw some people ice climbing, and it was That's cool. making me very scared. That's, That's cool, cool dude. <laughs> it's so scary. Did you yell stuff at him? No. What? You dropped your phone. <laughs> no, huh? you, could see just, you could see just in the distance two dots, Yeah. and like we would drive away, come back, and they were like in a different position. That's cool. I'm like, oh, my God, I can't even think about this right now. <laughs> So, okay, but saying I, another really cool documentary came out, and it's MIA for my list because it hasn't really, uh, it hasn't been in any theaters around me. And it's the um, We Will Not Be Forgotten. I don't know. Or, oh, it's not even out yet. The think. Peter Jackson one. I think it just oh, came out. I, think oh, but I, I don't I think, think it's a 2018 called. movie, though. It is. It came out yeah. in December. Are you sure? Yeah, it came yeah. out okay. in December time. Right. Um, our, my, our buddy got to go see it, and he said it was, he said he thinks it's the best documentary he's ever seen. Wow, that's bold. Um, but, like, I, I honestly, after saying that, like, documentaries don't have rewatch value yeah. as much uh i think this is one of those documentaries um will you well, won't you be my neighbor mm. is one of those is it will you be my neighbor or won't you be my won't neighbor? you be my neighbor? yeah uh i was making sure i was saying that right it's one of those documentaries i may return back to in the future because i thought it was just so like it's important i feel like it was important say back to, to the future i feel like you said i may return this back to the future back to the future back in the future <laughs> out, of said, I, out I didn't, of time <laughs> i didn't mean to cut you off say what you're saying but it's one of those ones i might return back to because i think it's important for people to see yeah i think it's it, uh, it he's a very important person in our history I'm, and i think what it says is just really important do they i'm glad you liked it so i never really watched uh him as a kid like his shows and whatnot mm -hmm. but I had to make a presentation for one of my public speech, uh, speaking classes. So you had to guess what he was like? No, no, no. I, <laughs> Mr. Rogers was mean. I referenced one he of He was the... a sniper in Vietnam War. And that's why <laughs> he wore... Really? You ever hear that story? It's a rumor. There's oh. a rumor he was a sniper during the Vietnam War. And the reason why he wore sweaters is because he carved all of his kills into his arms. Oh, <laughs> okay. It's not... It's, like, it's, okay. it's just one of those ones I grew up listening to on the recess yeah. grounds. Um, but they... <laughs> uh, in the... <laughs> 
but I had to reference the uh, his speech to the Senate subcommittee. Did they re- reference that in the they doc? do? Wow, dude, that part that's probably the best part of the movie. It's the best part of the movie. It's like one of my favorite videos I've ever. It's awesome. Just, I, I watch it time and time again. It's so incredible. Yeah. I like I like because gasped when it happened. I was like, <gasps> yeah, because like, this guy awesome. is such a tremendous like. He's dick. like he's like mm-hmm. notorious as just a relentless like merciless guy. Yeah, and he like. Even he cheers up. He's like, "You got it. You got the." He's like, thing. "Yeah." He's like, yeah. "You just got the twenty million. Yeah. I was like, and it's like, "That's awesome." Oh my god! Oh, so you awesome. hear everybody like scream, like, "Oh!" Yeah. Like, dude, Mitch Rogers is badass. Watch this documentary, yeah. dude. Cool. I'm gonna um, add another documentary that I really wanted to watch, but it looked like I had to be in the mood for it. Um, they made a documentary on Gilda Radner. Okay. Oh yeah. And yeah. I, saw I cried this. like three times in the span of two minutes on this trailer, really? and I was like, "Wow, that's gonna be powerful." Wait. Oh my god, three times in two minutes. Well, that was exaggerated. <laughs> But but when I pot like when I turned it off like my eyes were like tearful and I was like wow like, that's you're really like allergic to something <laughs> I was eating shrimp <laughs> <laughs> your eyes were all puffy like no it just looked like it was gonna be a powerful movie okay but um yeah so go ahead I didn't mean to cut you off oh, what's your uh, what's your number two number two Ponto? is eighth grade wow you put it that high wow yeah. I love this movie I'm really? glad I'm really... so glad we all loved it I, uh... I really like this movie. Did you have it on your list? I can't. No, remember. it wasn't on my list, okay. but I liked it a lot. Uh, but I saw the trailer. <laughs> but man, that trailer made me cry like two times. <laughs> so I, it was one of those things where I heard the trailer or the the soundtrack first. Didn't watch the trailer or anything, and then they made it available on Prime. Watched the movie. I was very into it. Hearing the music in the scenes where they yeah. occur was like also awesome. I was like, okay, this is how how this like song plays out. But I found the movie super relatable. Just like growing up as a kid and being like an introverted kid, especially, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I, this movie rules. Like, I like this a lot. So. Yeah, I'm so glad everybody liked Damn. it. I feel like that movie needs to be seen by a lot of people. Yeah, or everybody. And you yeah. know, and that's my, and that was I'm kind of bummed about is that movie's not as big as it should be. I think yeah, I think it definitely deserved more. Recognition. And I think why is Lady Bird. Yeah, I think Lady Bird was last year's kind of like awkward female in yeah. a high school or awkward female. In I, never school. I never saw it. I never saw it. I saw it, and it was like it was like an older version of Eighth Grade. Okay, and mm-hmm. because that was such a hit last year, I feel like Eighth Grade's kind of like like they want to see resee a movie that's about the same. It's thing. almost like well, the same story, but it's not a huge movie for a general audience. No, I mean, how do you market that? It's to an A twenty four, and it's like I think it's I think it was an A twenty four movie. Yeah. But yeah. it's like just hard to market a twenty four, even though they're like legitimately awesome movies. Yeah, yeah. I just think because of that, it was. I think that's why it got kind of sweeped away from the awards, because it was like it's the same thing. Like if uh, Beale Street could talk. Yeah, I didn't yeah. see that. I heard a lot about how great this movie was, but it didn't crack any of like any lists really on the uh, Oscars. As far I mean, so I think it didn't crack like Best Picture, and it's probably because he just won for Moonlighting two years ago. So they're like when they do stuff like that, it's too comparable. Sometimes they're like. I mean, didn't like Tom Hanks win back to back? I don't think so. Philadelphia Force Gump. Force Gump. I think but it was back to back. I can only imagine. And they do this thing where at the Oscars is like if you won the year before, you go up and you present the award to. So the he gives it winners. to himself. So he just gives it to himself. The award is to me. Thanks. <laughs> Even though it's that can't work because it's for the female. They pre- males. Oh, they yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn it! My, I like your idea. I like my idea. You know, be really um, great is if his wife won an Oscar. And then next year they both won Oscars again. So, whoa. And they just kept going back and forth, like, here you go, sweetheart. Power like, couple. <laughs> Power couple. But yeah, I think that's why it didn't get any recognition because it was too close to the that Ladybird storyline. Yeah. That it was kinda like nobody wanted the yeah, fair. I'm like, give and, it and I think the marketing is hard on that one too. I yeah. just think it was a really good movie. Yeah. The only marketing I've seen on it is she got in trouble for 
something on for tweeting something. Oh, I didn't see that. She tweeted like "Good job, Bohemian Rhapsody," and everybody started chewing her out because of what happened with Brian Singer. Oh. oh, yeah. So I was like, that's the only controversy and like stuff I've heard about her. I was like, dude, she's like a kid. Yeah, like yeah. chill out, people. Yeah. Like, um, all right, that's our uh, that's our podcast. So uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, let's go through a um, couple honorable mentions. Okay. Um, I wanted to bring up Solo. Okay. Which we've already discussed. So same with me. And then Crazy Rich Asians. Oh, oh man. you watched that? I what the, a I had the opportunity to watch this. I missed. Dude, what a pleasant surprise, man. Yeah. I uh, I feel like all I did this year was cry for some reason. But cry <laughs> baby over here. <laughs> um, there were a couple times, man, where I teared up. There was it was just a pleasant. It's like movie. a heartwarming. It was, and there was the main guy that's in this. We just watched him in a movie with Blake Lively and um, Anna Kendrick. Um, it was Paul Figg's follow-up. Oh, did you watch that? Oh, yeah. My sister just told um, me about How was that, that movie? Really simple Plant. Or not Simple Plant. Simple uh, something. A yeah. Simple Favor. Simple Favor. Did it was okay. Know? It was all right. I heard it was kind of um, like, it was it's, weird. It starts off really good. It's like a comedy. It's like, it's kind of like a comedy. I don't want to give anything away, but yeah. It's, it's like a, a comedy, comedy but it's a mystery. Yeah, it's a noir. Okay. Um, had some really good parts. It was okay. I wasn't okay. thrilled, but he was in it. and He killed it in that, cool. and he crushed it in this. Um, but yeah, uh, definitely recommend Crazy Rich Asians. Um, but yeah, those are my honorable mentions. Matt, what do you got? Solo was an honorable mention. Um, uh, Mission Impossible would have been an honorable mention. I really liked Ant-Man and the Wasp. Okay. I didn't get to see it. It wasn't definitely wasn't near my top 10. Definitely but was, not like a top tier Marvel, but I had a lot of fun watching it. I liked it better than the first Ant-Man. Okay. Um, yeah, it's, it's a mixture. And I like the fact that Michelle Pfeiffer's in it. So it's like, I Hell, love I the fact that Michelle Pfeiffer's kind of like having some kind of resonance now. Like, yeah, I like, like her resurgence sorry well you know what they talk resurgence, about like there's no movies and i think okay i'm not knocking off a tangent so i want you to finish okay there's a whole thing with meg ryan that i've read where yeah. like meg ryan fell off because there's no movies for middle-aged women so you got this they're the teenager they're the single adult they're in their early 30s and then up until and then yeah and then they're gone and then they kind of come back when they're in their like late 50s yeah. 60s because now they're playing the grandmother type, or, or something like that. So there's not movies for middle-aged women. Or someone with a very particular set of skills. Nice. That was <laughs> That's good. a good point. I never thought about that, though. But, there. The, yeah, there's nobody... Can, they've said it about... I don't know. I think maybe I watched a, a short documentary or something yeah. about, like... I know you're They just don't no. make movies yeah. for middle-aged women. But go uh, ahead. The, uh, the last one I read, like I thought was an honorable mention, Sicario 2. Okay, you they liked it? Saldana. I heard it was rough. Dude, better than the better than Sicario 1. I okay. disagree. Really? Yeah. Benicio del Toro is badass. Yeah, he's and badass. Josh Brolin's badass. And Josh like, Brolin is especially badass. They're gonna make a third one of these movies. They have to. They at this do. Point. They they already. It's oh, a, it's, confirmed? A, it's, it's a planned trilogy, dude. It needs to be these two like up. in the shit together. Yeah. Like because they they're just an awesome pairing, and it's like I they're feel gonna, like they're gonna wreck stuff. There's a lot of plot points that are bad in this movie, but like, um. He does an awesome job. There's a, just like, um, I really like. Did you ever see Way of the Gun? Who was in that? Benicio Ryan del Toro Philippi. and Ryan Philippi. Oh, I've seen the opening scene. I Dude, best yeah. shootout. Way of the Gun is a dope movie. Really it has some like pretty cool moments with the where they stand off against the two FBI agents. Oh, yeah, that's cool. And then yeah. like the ending shootout is bad. Okay, ass. dude, it is a cool movie. It's one of those movies oh. where it's like, why didn't I see this when I was younger? Uh, mm. Directed by Christopher McQuarrie, who did Fallout. Rogue Nation and Jack Reacher. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh cool. I, I totally okay. blanked on that. Yeah, it's his first movie, I believe. Yeah. Nice. Um, but it's a it's a it's a cool movie, man. Way of the Gun. Um, yeah. 
And I, I just like after seeing that, I was like, man, I needed to see Benicio del Toro in more stuff. Like he's a cool actor. Oh, he's great. I think he did a good job in Wolf, man. I mean, like, and that and it's a bummer oh, okay. that movie just sucks. Yeah, I like him in Sin City. I think he does a good yeah, job. He's good, he does a good City. job in Sin City. Yeah. I was gonna say one of my favorite moments in Sicario Two is I'm not gonna give it away, but he when they link up with that farmer for a second mm-hmm. to get sh- shelter. Yeah, I was like, that's a pretty powerful scene where they're only using sign language. Yeah, I was like, the rules. That's awesome. There's just there's really cool elements in the movie and like it's almost kind of a scary movie yeah because of like it's the way like kind of the way the u.s government will operate and like like the mexican government will operate and the way they both operate it's kind of it's kind of creepy it's at kind times. of sketchy like sicario made me like kind of like creeped out at times did you ever like that movie oh, did I, you I couldn't get in it i didn't like it i, don't I know just... but did you ever with those moments where you kind of felt just like this is almost like it's like creepy because it's so like real like, there's kind of felt uh, scary at times like you like, don't know who is being paid by cartels or if yeah. they're trustworthy or whatever you know there's just no trust between u.s government because the government will do whatever it takes to accomplish a mission yeah and, and then they can't even trust the people that they're working with dude too. and, and the soundtrack by johan johannesson yeah is like very uneasy and unsettling and it almost adds to like that it almost feels like a horror movie at times because of the soundtrack yeah you know it actually not to go back to the movie but you're talking about like you know, it was kind of scary with this whole, like, the government thing. Yeah. Scary scene in Annihilation that I feel like is we haven't really talked about is when, um, and it's pretty on early, well, we'll just say someone gets taken to the hospital yeah. and a medic and all these, like, black cars pull oh, over. Oh, yeah, Mid, and, mid-transport, basically. And I can't imagine. Yeah. Like, that's terrifying to think about. Like, yeah. I don't know. Whatever. I don't want to get off ramp, but I want to bring up Annihilation one more time. Nice. Um, <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> Let's find out how many more times we can bring it up. <laughs> So can I do my list that I didn't get to see? No, we... we'll do it. You can talk All about right. it later. Go ahead. Uh, I'll build up to one, though. Like, yeah, but I don't want to like... name 20 movies you didn't That's get not. to see. I'm going to name like 10 movies. I'll, That's I'll, too many. I'll join up with you at the end of the podcast. Okay. Uh, I had Black Klansman. That was like just right on the cusp of being yeah, on the yeah. top 10. Uh, I had Searching with John Cho. Oh, I mean, I really oh, wanted to see that. Man. I really wanted to yeah. see that. Yeah, I it's totally actually, forgot It's actually really pretty good. I heard it was... Yeah, and you know, honestly, I'm not. I don't mean to call you out. But you kind of had doubts about this movie, right? Yeah, because of uh, Unfriended, Unfriended, which is the shittiest movie I've ever seen. Yeah, me and Matt like it. I know, I, like I know. Well, we didn't love it, but uh, uh, yeah, there was a lot of Hitchcock. Um, yeah, I feel like every review I read it keeps was the, it keeps the mystery rolling throughout the movie. And it's it? actually okay. pretty cool. Cool. All right. Um, the Night Comes for Us, a Netflix original movie. Who was in that? Oh, one? I this I almost watched this last night. It's like uh, some of the people from the Raid. Okay, I'm not sure. I don't the remember Raid, Raid One and yeah, Two. Yeah. Uh, basically, just kind of like an action. Okay. You're just your typical action movie, and it's just ultra violent. Okay. Uh, but the fighting in it's pretty amazing. Okay. Oh, you know, I'm thinking of something else. What was the Jeffrey Wright movie that was Netflix? Oh, Hold the Dark. Hold the Dark. That's what I was. That's thinking. my disappointed list. Yeah, I w- almost watched it last night. Uh, yeah, I guess yeah, watch if you want. <laughs> I, I just I I wanted to see what that director could do again. Our buddy that we keep referencing on this yeah. episode, uh, he loves that movie. Green Room and uh, I rewatched Green Room. Isn't that the uh, director, right? Yeah, uh, Jeremy Green, Jeremy Saulnier. Blue Ruin and Green Room. Yeah, I rewatched Green Room this uh, this week, and that movie is horrifying. Mm-hmm. I need to rewatch Green Room. I, I need to watch. Just it. know, it's I've a, watched it's the a first scary, ten movies. It's a scary movie. I know. I need to watch it. Uh, and then Death of Stalin. Which one was that? Docu- what no, am I trying to think of? It's a uh, it's a comedy with Steve Buscemi, Jeffrey Tambor. Oh, heard of? Okay, it came out yeah. like January, February. It was like it's one of those like. 2017, 2018 yeah. releases. Yeah, I saw. Uh, I remember seeing something for it, and it looked fun. I was like, 
I forgot on, it existed. I was on the plane watching it. I didn't get to finish it on the plane, but I was on the plane, like, basically, like, containing my laughter so nobody was, like, really? like, bothering anybody. But it has actually does transition from, like, a comedy movie into, like, a pretty serious. So it has a good, like, transition mixture yeah. of the two elements or the two genres. But uh, actually, after the plane, I went to Amazon, rented it, and watched the rest of it, and I thought it was pretty good. Okay. But just didn't make it. The comedy is really funny, though. Okay. So. All right. Here we go. Whoa. Our right. number one. Number one. Are we, we going to go back to the top ten or just say our ones? Let's just say our ones. Yeah. Okay. My number one of 2018 was Black Klansman. Oh, wow. I feel like, man, and the thing is, is I almost didn't watch this because I was running out of time. Yeah. And, dude, what a return to form for Spike Lee. I I was laughing. I, I was, It was intense. This movie flew by. This movie was like two hours, and I feel like it felt like ten minutes. Um, the ending was... Awesome Spike Lee. The footage at the end was some of the most powerful stuff Dude, I think I've seen. and following that movie, too. Like, following the story you just watched, and yeah. then you get this footage. And I feel like the acting was on point. I really liked a lot of the scenes. Like, there's a scene in it where um, the two main characters are at, like, a, a bar, and they just go dance in the back. Yeah. And it's, like, a three-minute scene, and it was a cool scene. Yeah. Like, I was totally into it. Like, there, I don't know. There was just so much into it, and I feel like... For the most part, every scene had something to say. I think the acting was on point. I think um, who was the the second lead? Adam. Uh, oh, Adam Driver. Yeah, Adam, Adam Driver. Awesome. Yeah. He was good. great in it. Have you seen the list of Adam Driver and how many like notable directors he's worked with? No. Yeah. yeah, like he's like worked with every big director except for like a couple at this point. Now, did he work with Scorsese? Yeah. For what? He did Silence. Oh, was oh, he in yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's like worked with every big director. Sort of Spielberg. I want to say he did something with Spielberg. I don't know. I, I don't know it, about that. I don't know about that. Look, but it's like I saw something on it, like on social media, and I was like, and they're like, yeah, we got to get him in a a, a Tarantino movie now or something like yeah. that. Yeah, Lincoln. It. Oh, is he in Lincoln? <laughs> oh guy. yeah, yeah, Lincoln. Yeah, Coen Brothers inside Lewin 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 Davis. Davis. Yeah, which is an excellent Coen Brothers movie. I don't remember that one. It was under the radar. It wasn't until I watched. It, I was like, oh, this is top tier Coen really? Brothers. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I heard it's awesome. I've never seen it. I always it's wanted to see great. it. Great. It's awesome. Um. But uh, I think with Black Klansman, I could have watched another hour of that movie, dude. Yeah, yeah. it was. I, I feel... need to give it another go. I think I'll give it another go. I just, I, I thought it was like it was such an interesting story, and uh, done so well. And yeah. like, yeah, it's my, it's my movie. I want to see win the Oscar right now. And I feel like that the score was killer. Uh, like score you said earlier, awesome. I love the score to it. I feel yeah. like. I have the trademark. Um, I always get giddy when um, so Spike Lee in a lot of his movies. Um, I guess like when like a character gets like overwhelmed with emotion and they have like a purpose and they're moving towards it. Yeah. Or I guess when they're just so overwhelmed oh, with yeah. emotion in general, the characters float. And there was one scene in the movie where it happened, and I just was like, Gosh, "Oh man!" Didn't you get so nervous. Yeah. I didn't know. The, I don't know. I didn't know the story. Like you know, the full story going in the movie. Yeah. Like and, and to the point where like what would happen. But I thought that like I thought it was gonna be like. Oh my gosh! Like here we go. Someone's I'm like, gonna, this is gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna hate this. Yeah. Like, there's one particular scene so where nervous. the um, uh, it's right after they're done doing the shooting, the target range. Yeah. Like outside. Yeah. And then he that. shows up and like finds a bullet or whatever, and mm-hmm. then he goes to walk. That's like that whole music sequence of him like looking. I was like, it was yeah. epic. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was kind of cool. He does it like a, a black exploitation movie. Yeah. I was just gonna say it, it's like they I, even reference black exploitation yeah. in the movie, and the tone is that way too, to the point where like I don't think like certain moments that are like uh, as dark because they do it in a, a black exploitation like, like style. Yeah. yeah, style. So it's almost like, and which is kind of a clever, cool way I think to it's do a good it. Good way like, to tell like a 
story that's based on a true story. Yeah. Like, have some black yeah. exploitation thrown into it. And yeah. it's about basically some serious stuff. <laughs> I just think it was just, uh, it was just cool. To, I mean, because Spike Lee, I think I looked it up, he's like 63, 64 years old, I think. Yeah. And, I mean, he, he's he got like 30 movies under his belt. And I feel like him, I haven't watched some of his later movies, but like him returning to like, I think it's Going on par with it. like, do the right thing or that's good, yeah. whatever, you know, like it's up there, yeah. but yeah, I could watch this movie again today and still be like into it. Yeah. So, cool. Matt, what's your number one? My number one was the Is? Ballad of Buster Scruggs. It's that good? Dude. Whoa. This is the only <laughs> movie that I watched really this year. Where like I wanted to watch it immediately again. Really? I yeah. I know I'm really talking it up, but I really enjoyed this. Okay. Movie. There's I... so many times I almost watched this. It's just it's it's well paced. The stories all have something to say. Yeah. Uh, in like the stories are really interesting, and like I, I couldn't even pick out what my favorite one was. I think where... mine, which ended up being like, it, like the one segment where I like actually found it to be the slowest part ended up being my favorite part. Yeah. I think it's because like I started realizing how great the story was. Which one? If the, you could just say the number. The girl who got Yes. Who got rattled. rattled yeah. Oh, yeah. That whole like it's like the longest and like I think it's the longest of the bunch. It is. And it definitely feels like a slow, but that's like the point of a Western. It's like very just slow paced. Yeah. But like that whole story as a whole and the music in that sequence is like awesome. Dude and it like and it just says something at the end of it and you're like Oh, yeah, and it's, it's like really the okay. movie covers. It's the only movie I can think of ever that is able to cover every genre of movie ever. Yeah, Where it's like it actually it's does like, cover. It's like comedy, musical. There's a horror one in there. Yeah, there's a horror one. Uh, there's a tra- there's tragedy. There's drama, and of course, it's all western. Yeah. Um, hmm. there's an action one in there. The like, music is super catchy. Yeah. Like the sing along, like the but, there's like a song musical version. Yeah. Uh, the musical like numbers are really catchy, and they're actually really funny. Okay. And you just go through the emotions watching this movie, where you're just like you're laughing at one moment, and then you're watching a story that's really dark, and yeah. you're like, that was depressing. Yeah. And then it goes back yeah. into like I think my favorite one is the I think um, I know you're... which one. Tom Waits? Yes. My Mr. Favorite Pocket. One, Mr. Pocket. <laughs> my favorite one is the Tom Waits one. Because it was just like... That one looks... The cinematography on that one is just beautiful. And it's such a surprise one. Yeah. And, man, I just... I, I want it... And also, I'm also playing Red Dead Redemption 2 right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, it's so cool. Like, I'm in a big Western kick. And because of watching that movie back in November, and I'm playing Red Dead right now. And, uh, yeah, I just... I feel like that movie needs more love and it's a bummer that it's on the netflix like yeah on, on the netflix on the netflix streaming <laughs> hey line. turn on the netflix <laughs> on the netflix mr we potter we can watch our programs <laughs> but it's on the netflix streaming line so it's like because of that they're like it gets a, like a bad almost like a bad rap because it's a netflix movie yes and then when they had to do the oscars this year they're like we can't put two netflix movies on here Let's put Roma on here. Yeah. So it's like, I really Oh, so you didn't like get nominated for anything? No. Uh, Only, um, maybe screenplay. Adapted screenplay. Adapted screenplay okay. and then the musical number in the first Oh, segment. so it got some Oscars. But I don't yeah. think it's going to get any love. Like, which yeah. is a bummer because I'm like, man, this is like Coen Brothers. This is like one of the best Coen Brothers movies I've ever seen. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's top tier. Okay. Yeah. I'm watching? really talking it up and I know you're you going to be like, that, it's okay. The fact that it's like, they did a uh, vignette of stories. Yeah. It's kind of weird to me. Uh, and like they tackled every genre is also kind of weird to me too. I feel like you're gonna watch it because you're the only out of the three that watch it. I feel like you watch it and you'll probably say it's okay, but there'll be one or two that you really really like. like. Yeah. Okay, and There's I think because yeah. of that you'll come out of it and be like, I yeah, you had a good time watching it. It's 
two and a half hours long, but it is not boring. It doesn't feel like that at all. No. Let me ask you. So after talking on our Dark House episode and this episode, you have told me to watch The Predator and The Ballad of Buster Scrubs. (laughs) Which one do I watch first? Uh, I would watch... Predator. I would watch Predator and I'd cleanse your palate by watching Buster Scrubs. What if I watch The Predator and then I tell my fiance, like, we have to watch this. Matt picked it as his number one of the year. And then I know it's bad, but she doesn't, and I just watch her reactions. That'd be there one of the best betrayals in movie history. <laughs> <laughs> best betrayals. <laughs> All right, I'll tell you what your number one, bud. This is going to be very surprising. Okay. And I don't like, it's weird. All right. Uh, my number one is Paddington 2. Dude, I heard it was awesome. <laughs> really? <laughs> this movie is awesome. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's, such a, it's such a, just a surprise sneak. It's a wonderful movie. Really? I heard it was, yeah, because I think it's the only, and I'm going to get to this. It's on HBO, by the way. Oh, is it? Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. It's, oh, man, I and you don't have to watch like the first one. The first oh, one. I didn't, yeah. I've never seen, I want to go back and watch yeah. the first one now. But it's like the only movie, one of the few movies that have 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, I think. But you don't trust yeah. the ratings. I'll get to it. <laughs> I'll get to it. But yeah, man, I really want to watch this. Maybe I'll watch this tonight. The music I is... have so many movies to watch. <laughs> <laughs> the music is awesome. It feels like a Wes Anderson, uh, if Wes Anderson directed a Disney movie. Okay. And, like, the humor is awesome. There's a lot of surprising, like, actors that show up throughout yeah. the movie. The main villain is, like, entertaining to watch. Uh, and it's basically about a bear that lives in with human people. Oh, and holy gets, shit. And gets framed for uh, a book theft. An antique book gets stolen, and he gets blamed for it and goes to prison. I am going to watch this now <laughs> yeah. because... I was watching just having, like, a great time. number one recommendations. I, mean, I was just watching. I was like, this is awesome. This is, is, it, is it like a... It's a um, lovely movie. It, I mean, yeah. Is it like a feel-good movie? Yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's, okay. it's, a, it's about a, a child bear. Okay. It's just that, charming. Yeah, it's charming. Like, and he interacts with humans, and humans are all right with this bear talking. Dude, I love your top number ones for <laughs> yeah. the, both podcasts. Is Mandy and this. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like, like yeah, two, two extremes. Two polar opposites. Yeah. Well, now, say if you combine the list, would you put Mandy above Paddington 2? Uh, Ooh. no. Probably Paddington 2. Okay. Yeah. Wow. You know what's kind of cool is all three of our number ones this year were very different movies. Yeah, that's what I was like. I was like, I think I'm, my list is going to be very different. From yeah. Me. yeah. I, I saying, think that's cool. Well, if you did your number one, uh, number ones from both lists. They were both Annihilation. I combined them. They were both in there. I, I put Hereditary as number two. Annihilation was both number one for your... Wait, what? Wait, no, I was, just, I, I was just making a joke. They're both, they're both Annihilation. Wait, so what was, was your number one again? For the Black Klansman. Okay, Black Klans. Oh yeah. For then, what was your number one for Death? Um, Hereditary. 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 Dark House. Uh, uh, Dark House. Hereditary. But okay. Hereditary was on this too. It was number two. Which one would you oh, okay. rank better, Hereditary or Black Klansman? I did. Black Hereditary Klansman. was number two. So Black oh, Klansman. Sorry. Yeah. If I, God. <laughs> I was gonna say like yeah, I would say Buster Scruggs for me. Like when I got done watching it, I was like. This is my favorite movie of the year. That's that was felt- like that was like one of few movies I feel like recently where I just kept thinking about yes, like analyzing the meaning. There's a lot of meaning uh, in the stories. Yeah, they mean something. Like when you watch it, that's the thing they they all have. Like, like there's a moral of the story, or like there's a deeper. I did. Like, I feel like message. we all picked. Yeah, we all picked some like really solid movies. And just to go through it again, ten I put Neighbor, nine Black Panther, eight Spider Verse, seven Fallout, six Eighth Grade, five Halloween, four Bohemian. Three Annihilation, two Hereditary, one Black Klansman. Okay. Uh, I did... Hold on. If we're doing this now, all of a sudden. Uh, my list was... Obviously, he doesn't care about his movies. He can't think about it. Number yeah, 10, right? Bad Times at El Royale. Number 9... I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. Number 9 was Mandy. 8 was Incredibles 2. 7 was... Uh, I'll just tell you my list out of order because I really <laughs> messed around with it. God. Bad Times at El Royale, Mandy. This guy really cares. Incredibles 2, Black Klansman... 
Won't You Be My Neighbor, Infinity War, Annihilation, Halloween, Hereditary, and Buster Scruggs. I thought, cool. I thought uh, that documentary was like number two for you. It was. It's all out of order because I like, started messing with <laughs> oh, the order. Oh, my God. Uh, you Were Never Really Here, number 10, Ballad of Buster Scruggs, nine, Old Man and the Gun, eight, First Reformed, seven, Solo, a Star Wars movie, number six, Mission Impossible Fallout, number five, uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, number four, Blind Spotting, number three, eighth grade, two, number one, Paddington 2. Nice. You heard it. Those are our top 10 of the year. All right, so Matt really has been pushing this. Matt wants to talk about the movies we didn't get to see because he doesn't want anybody to think he's a liar or he's stupid. <laughs> I don't want anybody to think I'm a liar. <laughs> Not now. Not ever. Okay, so here's my MIA list. These are the movies that I didn't get to see before get through this it list. quick. The Girl in the Spider's Web. Widows. If Beale Street Could Talk. Overlord. I wanted to see. I didn't. I didn't watch Revenge. I wanted to watch Revenge. I watched yeah. Dark House. It's on Shutter. It's pretty good. My Oscar ones: Green Book, The Favorite, Vice, A Star Is Born, Bohemian Rhapsody, and then here's some random ones: Suspiria. I couldn't get a hold of, and uh, Spider-Man and Spider-Verse and The House That Jack Built. Okay. A lot of these I'm listing them because they probably would have cranked my top ten. And when I end up watching them this year, I'll probably bring up on the podcast like, hey. This took over this spot in the top ten. No, right? no, it's settled. You don't change it later on. Oh, yeah. Every, watch every episode for the rest of the year. You can't like, even, even come up with your original list. You couldn't remember what was on the original list. Yeah. Hmm. Now, you're not revising this every episode. Like, all right, new <laughs> Look top Look forward 10. to future changes. That's not happening. It's settled. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, a couple. I, I mean, I really wanted to see The Mule. Um, oh, it's that was my one of my disappointments. Of I, I heard it was okay. Yeah, yeah um, it looked so good, and I heard it was bad. Oh, it's, yeah, it's bad. The only one I okay, really... What's bad about it? Uh, did, you see, did you see it? Yeah, I saw it. Oh. Pacing, story, um, and feel like they didn't really know what to do with the character. Yeah, and ending is abrupt. Really? Yeah, it just kind of ends. And you're like, okay, I guess I'm going home now. I thought, uh, there was a lot. I didn't see a lot of what you said on your list, but the two I really tried to get in before this podcast was Green Book and uh, Star Wars Born. I really wanted to see a Star Wars Born before. Yeah, we did this. I'm trying to see First Man. That's what I'm trying to see. It's on Amazon. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, God. For rent? Uh, I think so. Oh, I thought it was for, for Prime. Yeah. I don't no. pay for movies. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> well, and I, that's why I want to do an Oscars episode is because, like... I would like Bohemian to. Bohemian Rhapsody, I want to see. Yeah. Um, I wanted to see... Um, uh, you just said two of them. Green, uh, Stars Born and Green, Green Book. Book. I really wanted yeah. to see those. I saw Roma. I saw Black Panther. I saw Black Klansman. Yeah. And then I, you know, if I'm that far, it's like I want, the favorite looks good. And yeah. the only one I really don't want to see, but I'm just gonna see it. The the finalize it is Vice. Vice, yeah. I, feel I don't like really want to see like, Vice either. Yeah, it looks Vice. Weird. It looks like honestly, the best review I saw of it was it. Lo- it's like an SNL skit. Okay. Because it's like celebrities playing real people. Yeah, it's so. like political. It's weird because yeah. I, uh, for Green Book, I feel like the reviews were super negative for that movie and sure getting like Oscar. Oh, the reviews, I think, on Rotten Tomatoes. That's what I'm saying. I feel like the it's just so, un- you can't trust reviews anymore. Are you going to tell us why you don't like Rotten Tomatoes? I'll wait when we get to our disappointments. Oh, wow. Hato, is yeah. there anything you missed that you didn't get to? Uh, like first, basically like everything. Everything. Just, yeah. 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 Star is born, like the typical yeah. movies pretty much that. I just couldn't see in theaters. Suspiria, I mean, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I think Suspiria sounds like the biggest one between all of us that we yeah. like. We should all watch they together. Just, they they just, like, marketed it. Or not marketed, but it, it was, like, the biggest horror movie, I feel like, to get released this year. But it just kind of went and... Yeah. It's so lazy it to... It came and went, and then, like, nobody really talked about it. Yeah. But it's so stupid and so lazy to release a horror movie in November. Yeah. When it's like, you got a month 
that's dedicated to this stuff, and you decided to le- release it the week. I think after. they were just afraid of the Halloween. But why not? And then why not release it the first week in October? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know how they predict. That let kind it of build stuff. steam. You know, I mean, like no one's gonna be like, oh, I need to see this. It's November. Yeah. Well, let's plan on let's sit down and all watch it together. Make it a group effort. I'd be yeah. down. Um, but yeah. So after that, we got all that cleared out because I know throughout the year we're not gonna change our top ten. But once we do see these movies, we're kind of gonna stress in the. No, no changes. Yeah, no oh, changes. there's definitely no changes. But we'll we'll bring up these movies once we see them. Um, I do want to talk about some disappointments. And before we get into this conversation, I want to tell you why how I want to start this off. So basically, I watched two critically acclaimed movies this year, Mandy and Roma, and I did not like either one of these movies. I feel like both of them were shot beautifully. I feel like they both had, you know, they each had good things about them like Roma was gorgeous there were some scenes that just looked so good Ro- Roma's are disappointed right yeah okay but and then like Mandy Mandy I was so bored at and I feel like Roma was the same way and there were just these long movies that were such high rated movies and it kind of started with Glass so I looked up the reviews for Glass and it has like a 36 37 Rotten Tomatoes then I go over where else and I look at like Cinema Score and stuff like that and they're like yeah B- minus. and I look at other stuff yeah. and I'm like yeah and I don't know what to trust anymore because I'm watching yeah. these movies that are high rated. I don't like them. People are, you know, Rotten Tomatoes gives Venom like a 40 something or whatever. And I'm reading other reviews and I'm like, no, this is a fun movie. And I'm like, I'm not, not that I trust reviews anymore or not that I trust yeah. reviews, but that was always kind of like, it started to become my go-to. Like, let's check Rotten first. It's yeah. hard. It's hard to, um, like relying on like ratings in general, just like scores and whatnot. And I can tie this to like video games. Yeah, because like you have to spend money to see these movies, and they're it's not it's not cheap these days. Yeah, so you're kind of relying on these movies to be like, okay, they say it's good, it has to be good. Yeah, you know? and then when you see it, it doesn't like get your uh, doesn't have like the same reaction as the other people. Yeah, and then you end up being disappointed. Well, see, like Rotten Tomatoes I... should be legit because it's not one it's like person. A compilation it's of... a compilation, but like Bohemian so... Rhapsody, like, and that's why I brought that up earlier. It won. Best drama film at the Golden Globe. It's got like a sixty-three percent. Sixty-three percent. Yeah, which means like it shouldn't even be on that list. It's like this two and a half star movie just won Oscar for yeah. best movie, and it got a director switch too. Yeah, like halfway through, yeah. and, and the director's yeah. in hot water. That movie shouldn't be nearly as big as it is. Because yeah. like, whose vision is it actually? If the, uh, if it's multiple directors, you know, yeah, how do you even classify it? Or but I, I used to not be a person who followed reviews all the time. And now I'm starting to, and it's kind of telling me what my expectations are supposed to be going in. Mm-hmm. Would I have liked time. Mandy better if I didn't know it had a 95% yeah. or if I didn't know you watched it five times? <laughs> I don't know. Like, but then like Roma was like the buildup was huge. I've for heard, I've, like, I've heard people at the gym, like talking about Roma. I'm like, really? what the hell is like, okay. It was, did you that, watch it? I haven't seen it yet. Can I jump in now? Yeah, go for it. I watched Roma. Roma was the most, like, next to Bird Box, was the most overrated movie. Overhyped movie this year. I watch Roma. I like, I love Alfonso Cuaron stuff. Like, I really enjoy Gravity. Did he direct Buried? He directed Buried. No, no. Oh, I really. It might have been like a, yeah, I can't remember. Really? Okay. I really enjoyed um, Children of Men. I love Children of Men. That's a a great, great movie. And I walked into this and I was like, okay, directed by Alfonso Cuaron. I was like, this is going to be good. And I watched it. And man, it was so incredibly hard to relate to that movie in any aspect. And really? like, I think that's yeah, the, I think that is right there the where it, like it hurts itself. And I think, and here's my my theory on it. I think people, because it's so art house, I think people are afraid to say it's not a good movie. 
That's um, possible. I think they're terrified. To I think sit it's there. a good movie technically. Or I'm sorry. I'm, I think they're terrified to say it's not. It's not a very good movie. Because just yeah, it's, I don't know. It, it had good. That's another. I bet if you cut out a half an hour, because it is long. Is that like Gosh. two hours? Two and a half hours? Yeah, Dude, and it is a story that you could tell in twenty minutes, spread across two and a half but, hours. But if you took out a good half an hour, forty minutes, you might have a really solid movie because there's some really good scenes. Yeah. Like this isn't ruining, but that scene over the ocean where the like the yes. crane gorgeous man some awesome gorgeous, shots but i feel like he was literally the substance wasn't there he's literally doing everything that is boring about like that that is boring like, those, it's like, it's like those um slow tracking shots slow tracking shots not a single close-up like in the whole movie music there's no close-up it's all white shots okay it's black and white yeah um and like it's all these things that people don't go like to watch movies for and i feel like i just feel kind of perplexed I think, because i'm like i watched it and, and like i Dude, I watch Bergman stuff. I love art house movies. Yeah. I, I watch like silent films all the time yeah. that are two and a half hours long. But for some reason, this movie was just kind of like it was boring. I was, I, and it I was put such myself a chore. like mentally. I put myself. I was ready to be like moved. And, like, yes, here, there's an experience. Here we go. And like the trailer was really good because uh-huh. I remember like the trailer played a Pink Floyd song and it was really epic. And I was like, wow, this is gonna move me. And then I was just kind of like, yeah. like it had some moving parts, this is, but no music. This is gonna be a no soundtrack. Is it there no music? No music. Yeah. It's all the things that. You're you not, hate. <laughs> no, it's all the things you're not supposed to do with movie making. Yeah. And he does it. Oh, yeah, because subtitles, be, uh, black and white, no yeah. music. Yeah. This is going to be an extremely shitty thing I say coming up here in yeah. a second. Please. But I feel like nobody would be praising this if this was released in theaters. I think it's the fact that it was available on Netflix. People could watch it at their own home. You think so? Oh, yeah. This yeah. is a movie that like nobody would see. But it would get nominated, but nobody would be talking It'd about be kinda it. It would be kind of like, I, you're, I like the artist. It would be kind of like... The fartist? Yeah, the, the fartist. fartist. Yeah. yeah. Some no, words. like the artist wasn't. Well, I think the artist did pretty well. I take it back. Artist yeah, was, it was a decent. Right, yeah. yeah, but yeah, I, I feel like nobody would be flocking like, oh, have you seen Roma? Like, oh you yeah, have to see it. Like, yeah, no, this movie would have made, made so nothing. much money on uh, at the box mm. office, blah, blah blah, or you know, yeah. nobody would go see it like at our small small movie theater where they play like movies like this. Yeah, like the fact that it was released on Netflix is available to the the general public. I think it made it easier for people to watch it at home. But if it was a release in a traditional theater setting, nobody would go to see it. I just, I feel like with this movie, because I've heard so much about it, that it's like, it's, uh, I'm, I feel like I want to talk to somebody who really liked it, but I'm afraid I'm just going to hear like precocious answers where it'd be like, it was a beautiful story. I'm going to watch it. It was, it was so heartwarming and I cried so many times and I'd be like, dude, like I literally like, it was a, it was tough to get through. It was so long. And I feel like, and I'm going to say one last thing and then I'll let you guys go, but my problem with both Roma and Mandy was was these long movies that to me had no real like character development or like, or not strong enough character development or substance. And then when the emotional, quote unquote, emotional last half an hour happened, I was already tuned out because you didn't have me for the first hour and a half. So you're not going to have me for this last half an hour. I think, and that was my problem with Roma is it just like, it pushed me away so much in that first hour that when the stuff started happening an hour in, I was just kind of like, all right. That's how I felt with Mandy. I felt like just so kind of just like, okay, like, yeah. Like I just felt so turned off. Yeah. And it's, and like, but I do, I think the reason why people love it is because they're afraid not to love it. If if they don't love it, that they're considered like, you know how people are with movies. Yeah. If they don't yeah, like sure. it, they're considered less intelligent all of a sudden if they don't like it or they don't get it. Yeah. I think people are just entitled to their own opinion. Yes. That's like with, it should be. With Mandy, 
I should have loved that last yeah. half an hour. But I was already tuned out. And actually, uh, resident dinosaur advisor, Jake, <laughs> uh, we watched it together. And we decided, and I mean, he made sure I said this on the podcast, that we would have much rather watched Bowfinger than Mandy. <laughs> so <laughs> That's an insult to cinema. That's yeah, I, I do like that movie. Yeah, Bowfinger's pretty good. <laughs> So that's my rant. Those are my two biggest disappointments. I think, yeah. just, so, to, just to defend Mandy because it's my number one. Oh, on yeah, yeah. Was, I want you to. I think it's a it's a technical, technically done. It's like pretty awesome. The colors the colors in Mandy are yeah. awesome. Cut 20 minutes off that movie and it would have been yeah, like perfect. For, I agree. For, for me yeah. personally, I felt like the movie flew. I could have watched more in this. this like, Man, I just feel like. Yeah, yeah. it's weird. It's just, it gets, it's so long at a certain point. I think what kills me, what like, what hurts Mandy is that. You don't see Nicolas Cage that much. Yeah, he's not. First, he's only present. He's only present in like the second half of the movie. And yeah. He only has like. And I wanted to like see more ten, stuff. Ten speaking lines. I wanted to see more stuff with him and less of those long drug shots where it's just like, yeah, look it's, into my face. I dug that. Yeah, I dug it for like, some reason. Oh. Yeah. yeah, and that's fine. I mean, we and we made some jokes watching it. One I think like I need to bring up, but. His wife keeps wearing a Motley Crue shirt. Yeah, and he walked in at one point when she was wearing it, and Jake did his <laughs> Nicolas Cage impression. He's like, he's like, can I have my Motley Crue shirt back? And then I yelled out, I was like, I need it for work tomorrow. It's Casual Friday. <laughs> <laughs> no, I um, love. Yeah, just I thought he did a great job. I thought it was like definitely not. It didn't feel like a direct to DVD movie. No, I don't you know think it was so. mostly like a direct to streaming. Yeah, you know, which is the equivalent these days matt yeah. made a comment i want to see what your thoughts are on mandy because then i want to move on after that unless you did you have any disappointments uh, no it's just like disappointments um basically i listed mule bad times mm. at el royale yeah oh yeah you uh, kind of did kind of go over these uh what else i have definitely predator that's on there i need to watch it that's, yeah that's there that's i'm on there. so excited that's, to watch that's predator. on there as of two days ago you know they refilmed like the last 40 minutes of that movie wow they should have not refilmed that movie or filmed that movie at all well i guess the, yeah. la- the last four, correct me if i'm wrong the last 40 minutes take place in like daytime yeah not the last 40 last like 30 like the climactic scene well i guess the well from what i read is they'd film like the last 20 30 minutes or whatever at night and they said you know what it's gonna work better in the day so they went back and reshot the the ending yeah. in daytime or something like that yeah. whatever i um, yeah my my only disappointment i really feel like was i've already said a bird box was oh, one that i can't yeah, bird box hold the dark yeah uh, Makes a lot of netflix uh exclusives yeah but okay oh this is what i wanted to talk about though okay can i bring up your mandy point real quick and then we'll move on yeah you said right, oh, you I, this said is a, a good point i want to make you said mandy would have been better you said mandy could have been played by anybody in that movie and not just nicholas cage I did. Yeah, I you said know. you said it was good, but you're like he just kind of showed up. He didn't do much. Anybody could have played that part. I feel yeah. At a certain point, I felt like anybody could have played that part. I'm I I'm I'm glad it was do Nick not Cage. Agree with you. I'm glad it was Nick Cage, um, but I just feel like he he needed like more. He needed more in that movie. Yeah. And I honestly, I thought we there's a scene in the beginning of the movie where he he lays down with his wife, and like the interactions between those two is awesome. Yeah. And I wanted to see more of that. I think I'd have felt more heartbreak when, you know, oh, I was heartbroken when it happened, but it's just, I feel like it's at that point, I was so pissed at that stupid ass 20 minute long take. It's like 20 minutes long. The drug scene, the drug scene where I their faces it. are meshing. And I was just so bored by that. Dude, I thought but it was I, cool I at first. Was, I was like, yeah. I loved it. I felt like I was a little dejected. I don't know. Okay. Here's my thing. I feel like filmmakers are really trying to fight the new, okay. The new trend is that. Our attention span. I feel like you have 10 tangents getting ready to go off. (laughs) This alone feels like what you're about to talk about. Okay. (laughs) I feel like our human attention span has changed. That we, like, 
that's that shots shouldn't be five minutes long but a lot of directors nowadays like take the shining as a playbook and they're like uh yeah this shot is going to be uh at least like five minutes of just really nothing happening we're going to follow the character around there's nothing to look at but we just want like a five minutes of just following this character and it's like those shots are so common in movies nowadays yeah and these directors are like telling stories with them and they don't realize like the shots are boring. Yeah. And they're putting nothing into it. Like learn and how to cu- like, learn how to cut your movie. Yeah. And then like we get so deje- dejected watching it, and it's like shame on us. Like you're bored. And it's like yeah, you didn't show me anything for five minutes. You wanted to put this long take in there. Yeah. And we were bored by it. And Roma was full of that, where it was like Alfonso Cuarón takes, where it was just long takes of like I don't even know what dude I don't even know what the people look like in, the, in that movie. Because there was no close-up shots of their yeah, faces. Yeah, it's hard to like relate or whatever. Maybe they're just kind of saying, "Hey, it's the everyday person," you know. But like, there was no close-up shots, so it's like I didn't even know what those people look like until I saw them in interviews afterwards. Gotcha. Well, maybe um, these directors are saying, "Attention spans are so small. This isn't for your YouTube generation. These are for the cinema, the cinephiles, or whatever it was. Yeah. It? Yeah. Cinephiles, whatever." Yeah, and they're like purposely like making it like yeah, that's what we're I gonna mean. make a long movie, and it's like, no, you don't have to. It's... Yeah, it's like they're purposely putting long shots in to fight what uh the the changing attention the the changing attention span of our but generation. you can argue and i'll argue i'm not arguing against you but you give me the three hour almost three hour um wolf of wall street that feels like it's a five minute movie yes and that flows movie pretty, it flows so fast it flows i feel like, like somebody's on coke pretty much yeah. i feel like that that and that's why i love scorsese so much i feel like scorsese scorsese yeah scorsese scorsese <laughs> could tell any story and i feel like because he knows what shots work and he knows about pacing, and yeah. I feel like none of these storytellers, none of these directors anymore, worry about pacing. And it's kind of it's like it's like the movie starts and it's a giant middle finger to the audience. Exactly. Like, Clint what is like just put it together. Yeah, they're just <laughs> that's like, how Mule felt. Like I hope you like this. It's gonna be a long one. Grand Torino. Um, but I will oh, say this. Here's my other rant. I wanted to go on. Man, Jesus Christ. Seven hour podcast. That the reason why Bird Box and Roma were such big movies, including Mandy were like so like highly uh, uh, praised. praised is because they're they're free. Yeah, that's the like, biggest thing too. I think they're on Netflix and people. Yeah, you pay that membership. That that's subscription not saying a month, it's the but they're free movies. And it's like, I wonder if that's what's changing people's you know, Bird attention. Bird Box spans. had a gimmick. Bird Box, I was intrigued. Sandra Bullock yeah. in a horror film. It's like you. But what it, but it, what I'm saying is, it doesn't. Your expectations are lower because you're like, it's a free movie. I can turn it off whenever. But also, I could watch it my own leisure. But I didn't pay forty eight dollars for my family to go see it, and, yeah. and if it's good and it's enjoyable, like you know, like your praise is higher. You that's know what I'm saying start? about the. It's like a free massage. That's if what I'm saying. If you a free massage, it's, it could not be the best massage ever. Hey, I'm not complaining. But it's you're not free. complaining. It's a free massage. But if you paid a hundred dollars for a massage and it sucked, you're like pissed. He's like, I dropped a hundred dollars on this massage. And it okay, so like, that's if you than, if, uh, that's better than his hamburger reference yeah. earlier. Fifty yeah. hamburgers in one night. <laughs> God, that feels like seven days ago when you said that. <laughs> um, so kind of like you're saying, like if someone, if you buy a chocolate bar, yeah, and you go out into the woods to eat it, and then you get beat up by an older man, you're like, oh man, that was the worst chocolate bar ever. But if you just woken up at your summer camp, you got a chocolate bar for free, then you go out and get beat up by an older man. Yeah, cool. Like, it was Does a free... the chocolate bar even matter? You still get beat up by Does an old man? Does it matter? Because you're getting beat up. <laughs> no matter what, you're getting there's beat up a, by an old man. There's a thing we do on the podcast where it's like if one of us starts a metaphor, the other ones come up with like other metaphors. That it's are called like, riffing, my friend. I know, but we riff <laughs> off metaphors and it sounds so stupid because it's like... 
Because like, people are like, are they talking about Sleepaway Camp? Are they talking about anything know. anymore? Are they talking <laughs> about that movie from earlier in the show's history? <laughs> All right. So we got two more segments. We got a quick one right here. Because um, Hanto wanted to talk about some of our favorite scores of the year. Oh. Um, mine was pretty short. I didn't have a lot of huge scores that I liked. I will say Black Klansman. And I will say Annihilation was a really good score. Yeah, sorry. That I put up there. Um, very mood setting. Um, but the, a Game Night. Uh, Cliff Martinez. Oh, yeah. or, oh yeah. I, I actually heard Game Night was like on a lot of people's list for like decent movies. It's good. I, yeah, really overhyped. It, yeah. That was one of those ones. I, I, had I love how like my fact right there was not a fact at all. Yeah, I totally <laughs> made that up. <laughs> that movie. I just heard from one person that they said Game Night was fun. That movie was super overhyped, but the yeah. soundtrack is actually yeah. pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, but then the Halloween score was killer. Yeah. Yes. Um, not a huge year for scores for me. Um, not too big. Yeah. A lot of synth. Yeah, which we know. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Huge fan of synth wave. Just a lot of synth. Uh, Mandy kicks ass. Mandy was um, good. I did like Mandy. Again, you were never really here. I like that by Johnny Greenwood. Hereditary. That's a top. I tier. don't remember much about. I the... listened to Hereditary a bunch of times on Spotify. That last good? track, really? That it's last... just unsettling. Yeah. Yeah. Is it kind of like that? It follows type. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Lots of like, like really scratchy. Where it's like, I want to own it, but how many times am I going to listen to it? But you just said you listen to it on Spotify a lot. I know. <laughs> listen to that last. That's weird. That, I got, last, I'm weird. That last track is awesome. Like yeah. The very end of the movie. Uh, Black Panther. I like the soundtrack to that okay. by Ludwig uh, Gordonson, and I just recently watched a video of him uh, composing uh, Black Panther theme in that movie, like his progression. Yeah, um, and also for Childish Gambino's Redbone, they show from beginning to end where he, you know, where he starts with the music and then where he ended up with. Oh, that's really cool. It's, the video is awesome. Okay, I'll have to link you guys. Um, Halloween, and then my number one uh, is Solo. I think that was my really? favorite soundtrack. I don't think I've ever even listened to it. Oh, it's great. Yeah. It basically captures it's like basically just John Fun Williams. Fun score. Who is yeah. it? It's uh Michael G. No, it's is John that? John Powell. Oh, it's, okay. John Bo- Powell did Born like, Identity. Yeah, I used he also to play that did, soundtrack. I think Casino Royale. Speaking of Born Identity, doesn't it have Moby at the end of the movie? It does. Nice. Yep. Man, nice. good Moby references. Woman. Woman. Yeah, it's hey! a song they play. <laughs> Woman. Nice. Uh, so yeah, those are a list of some right. stuff I have. Yeah, I know we bought a lot of scores and we listed a lot of scores, but there weren't a, it wasn't a huge score year. Oh, I really for... like the Incredible Two score. Yeah, really? and I've you, listened to I've I listened to Buster list... Scruggs a couple times. I always look at your your uh, Spotify. Yeah, and uh, I always see you listen to Pixar movies. Uh, it's because I work with with somebody who I've never talked. Have I ever talked about my job on here? No, you don't have to. Okay. <laughs> well, I have to because you brought it up. And no, they, I they can only pretend. make it simple. You work with children. Yeah. No, I don't work with children. What do you do? They're high schoolers. <laughs> I'm your brother. Different. I don't know what you do. <laughs> I work with uh, um, handicapped high schoolers, and one of the students that I worked with loved Pixar movies. Awesome. So I'd play Pixar music when we'd work. Cool. When we do like a job. Yeah. We, you know. So wait, a hitman. So, so <laughs> we do a job. Basically, <laughs> one last job for the road. Well, they do like a they do like a work thing. So we go to like jobs, and I put music on Spotify, and it's usually cool. Pixar soundtracks. But it's also ruined my like top 100. Songs oh, on your, of the your year. your end in review. Or yeah, whatever. my year end review is like nothing but Bugs Life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I was like, man, I, yeah, I guess so. I, yeah, <laughs> it's a good point. I think my number one song of uh, 2018 was um, from Black Panther soundtrack. It was um, Run the Jewels Ops, or, or I cannot remember. Whatever. Well, man. obviously it's not your number one because you can't remember. <laughs> you I can't remember it. the title. Good number one. <laughs> I, you threw me on the spot. Obviously, it wasn't that memorable. <laughs> so let's go through, and we'll make this one brief. I do want to. Get some hype going for what we have looked forward to in 2019 because there are a lot more movies than I thought, like some really good movies that are coming out in 2019. So we have Avengers Endgame. Yep. We have Captain Marvel, 
Glass is already out at this point. Toy Story 4, Dark Phoenix, It Chapter 2. Oh, Dark Phoenix? Yeah. Dude, I... I give up on those X Men movies. Me too. They At this stink. point, it's like, when is Disney going to get a hold of them so we can see like I the think real they Marvel movies? Definitely did get the rights to them. Yeah. So, but what's going on? Like they're just waiting for this movie to fail. Yeah. And so they're like, like, okay, give let it us, back. Let us come in now. Yeah. Then here's your Disney's biggest year ever: Star Wars Episode Nine, cool, Aladdin, Lion King, and Dumbo. Okay. Which Dumbo, Dumbo I am good. stoked for. I need to. Yeah. I'm, yeah. It's you know, whatever. it's directed by Tim Burton. Yeah. Did you see all this stuff? I saw the trailer. Michael directed Keaton. by Tim Burton, Michael Keaton. I was like, Danny oh, DeVito. Danny Elfman. Danny DeVito's in it. Yeah. Too? Danny yeah he's in the it, like the ringleader. I didn't realize he was. I'm in pumped it. for that movie. Is Danny Elfman doing the score for it? Uh, yes, it's probably. It's true, true Tim Burton. If it. I'm sure. I wish Danny Elfman would. He's one of those like really great composers that I feel like. Needs to return to form a little yeah. bit, and if his, he's, you know, like he needs his to get... music for Avengers two and Justice League are no good. That's a bummer. Uh, we also got Shazam. We I'm got excited for that. Joker. We got Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I'm excited for that. Godzilla sequel. Spider Man sequel. We got Hellboy. We got New Mutants. We got Lego Movie two. Maybe we have New Mutants, right? Is that thing not the movie that? that thing keeps oh going. yeah, it keeps getting delayed. Yeah, yeah, that movie was like, done like a, two years ago. It's supposed to come ago. out like October of last year. Yeah, and, and they like, keep refilming it and pushing it. And I don't know. It's another. It's a Marvel movie, pretty much. And How to Train a Dragon three, Frozen two, Pet Cemetery, Pokemon movie, which I think looks oh, pretty good. Detective Pikachu. I think it'd be good. Yeah. Um, Men in Black International. Yeah. John Wick 3. Oh, yeah. Alita, which I'm kind of stoked for. That, I am predicting, is going to be a John Carter of Mars or like a Lone Ranger box office flop. Very well. I think it's going to go either way. It's It's going to be... It's been in development hell, or they've been trying to get this movie off the ground since, I think, at least 1997, because James Cameron's originally supposed to direct it. Yeah, and well, James Cameron's attached yeah. to it. Yeah, so I don't think Rodriguez. he's going to let Robert it. Rodriguez. It is. Yeah, so it could be returned to form for him. We'll see. Uh, we also got Rocket Man. I don't know what that is. Oh, no, that's, that's the, the Elton John. John. Yeah, we got the new Terminator sequel. We got which is like the the return of the Terminator movie. We'll see. Yeah, we'll <laughs> yeah, see. So. Have you ever seen Genesis, dude? Well, I this passed. is the one that James Cameron jumped in on, right? He's producing. He's it? producing okay, hopefully it, it's yeah. like a Halloween John Carpenter. I think like, it's going to. Let be. me help out. It's Lin- like Linda Hamilton's but, back. Dude, at this point, Alien, Terminator, and Predator, I'm like, you guys have murdered. I was going to say, stop. I say, stop. It's James, James Cameron calling from under the sea. Let me jump in. And it's just him conducting like the the thing through dude, his little submarine. A smart dude. Did you ever hear about how at one point he had three desks in his office? And on each desk. And he decided to get two, rid of two of them to make room for one? Yeah. Well, he had three desks in his <laughs> office. And on each desk, he had. Uh, aliens. What was it? Aliens is the script on one desk. Oh, okay. I think Rambo. Ter- Rambo on one, was a disc on another. Terminator on the other. And Terminator on the other. And he was and working like, all three at the same time. Wow. He did Rambo. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. Wrote? Screenplay. Or, I think so. or I thought it was one of his movies. I oh no! Like, wait, who wrote Rambo? No, I'm pretty sure that. No, I don't think it's Rambo. Okay. I think it was like The Abyss. Or, oh no! Uh, I'm get, no, you're right. I'm getting my Sylvester Stallone facts mixed up. Sylvester Stallone like locked himself in a hotel over at Rambo in like four or five. Wow! Days. So did you hear? So the... it wasn't John <laughs> James Cameron. At oh, all. speaking of yeah, did you honorable hear... mentions? We didn't talk about Creed two, oh, I which I wanted to see. I don't know why I didn't see it. Yeah, that blows my mind because yeah. that was my favorite movie of twenty sixteen. It kind yeah. of like got like pushed away. I didn't even know it came out, and then yeah, I it, was like, it did well. It, it I mean I, I think forgot it, about it. It made like domestically like one fifteen million, so that's pretty yeah. good. That's a hit. Um, Zombie Land two, which I'm stoked for. 
Okay. Uh, direct yeah. Ghostbusters. Oh, no, Ghostbusters yeah, until 20. That's 2020. Uh, which, July 2020, have you seen what's coming out so far for that? You got Ghostbusters 3. You got the Jared Leto um, Morpheus? Mobius, oh, Mobius. Mobius. The Living Vampire. And then Chris Nolan's movie is set for July 2020 as well. Did you hear about what they gave him? They gave him basically like... Free reign or... Free reign. Yeah. And they already gave him like... They gave him like all the money he needs to make this movie... Uh, he can pick basic and like they don't know what the movie is. He's not saying what it is. Okay, he's, they're giving him all yeah. the money. He can pick his hand, his like hand pick of any actors he wants, yeah. anybody to be involved in the movie because they will be in it. Well, that's what, like, I read. That's I, crazy. I read he an has article that much power too. Now that yeah. he can do it every once. He's a Spielberg of our time. He can yeah, come out with like Paddington three and he's be the like director of our time. Oh. He is a director of our time. Um, so Zombieland two, I'm pumped for. There's also got Secret Life Pets two. We got the Irishman. That's a weird one, by the way. The Irishman. That, oh, yes. the Secret Life of Pets. I, I completely forgot about the first movie and that it had been released. Yeah, like, well, the first one's Louis C.K. is the star of it. Oh. Yeah, so it's like, dude, why would you? I know your first one was successful, but why make it two? Like, you guys, yeah. I think two's off at this point. Yeah. I mean, he's not in it, but it's like, don't even try. Don't try. It's done. We got Happy Death Day to You, which and... I haven't seen the first one. I heard the first one's pretty good. It's all right. It's, um. We got Isn't It Romantic, which could be... It's it's a movie that makes fun of romantic films. Like, what if your life was a romantic film? Okay. Um, I'll, It looks cute. Um, <laughs> Dude, I know at that point, I looked down at my clock. I was, I was like, like, this like, podcast is taking forever. <laughs> and I just listened to Chris in the background. He's like, it's this cute romantic movie that's coming out. I was like, are we listening everything? I was actually just thinking, I was like, I wonder when this is going to end. We're almost done. We got a new Will Smith called Gemini Man. I don't know what that's about. Okay. Are um, we in, like, C-level territory movies? Like... We've already passed the B level. Yeah, we're we're, like that was the end of the list because then there's also a Charlie's Angels remake. Oh my god, I don't even care so, anymore. So 2019 could be pretty damn big. I yeah. mean, we got an Avengers and a Star Wars movie in one year. That's pretty huge. It's true. I think that's so, happened in the last couple of years too. But yeah, so 2018 was a good year. I think we have a good list. Um, coming up next on our Cinema Cult episode, we have Pastor 57, brought to you by Hanto. Oh yeah, this yeah. pick. We are very excited to watch that. Um, but yeah, as always, please rate and review us, uh, any social media platforms, any requests or suggestions, please shoot us a message on Facebook or our email address is cinemacultpodcast at gmail.com. And, uh, expect some new changes this year because we're working under the cinema cult network banner and we're going to start throwing out some, some new shows. We got some new ideas, so expect that. But, uh, it was a great year. We're looking forward to another great year. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Chris. I'm Matt. And I'm Honto. And we'll see you next time.